0: You are now listening to the Q&E Podcast. Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? I'm well, coming it, it! What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Q&E Podcast, and you're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. And I got Edgar on the other line. I got to tell the people. What's good?
1: What's up everybody welcome to another episode of the Q&E podcast we got a lot coming for y'all this week man the NFL is almost done we are approaching wild card weekend we got some of the biggest matchups in the NFL some teams we never thought we'd see in this position right now including my Buccaneers but we'll get into (laughs) all that and uh what we got to look forward to with the playoffs and we got a whole lot more for y'all. Yes,
0: sir. If this is your first time listening to the Q&E Podcast, we do have five segments. We have our sports segment, 2 wild Wednesday, Social Media Wants to Know, Entertainment, and Current Events, and past the ox. So definitely stick with us throughout this whole entire episode. And if you're interested in sports betting, definitely go to BavadaSportsbook.com for all of your betting needs. We're going to start off with the college uh, national championship. Just to get that out of the way, it was a blowout, we all know that. But just give our reactions and how do we feel about Kirby Smart at this point in time after winning back to back championships? Uh, after winning back to back championships that hasn't been done since ten years ago, I think. I think when uh Alabama won back to back in yeah, twenty eleven. Yeah, so that was last time like, around ten years ago. So Edgar, what was your reaction to the game? I know you were somebody who said the game was gonna be close, and that was the biggest blowout we've ever seen in a championship game or even a playoff game.
1: It was very disappointing in TCU though and I was disappointed in the sense of Sonny Dykes was even disappointed because he told them at halftime. He came out and spoke to the halftime reporters, and he was telling them, "Um, look, y'all are play- y'all are playing like y'all don't want the moment. Y'all are not rising to the occasion." So the fact that Sonny Dykes came out and said that mid game, that just shows you how the SEC is just different, bro. The talent is just different no matter how good you do in your own conference every year or, like, whoever you play in your own regular season schedule, when it's championship time and the game is on the line and it's trophy or bust, the SEC is just different, bro, and we've seen that. As great as TCU played against Michigan, as great as um they played throughout this whole year, even with some of the close games they've had, with Max Duggan being a Heisman candidate, the defense playing great later into the season, it just wasn't enough. The talent difference was just clear as day. So I was disappointed in a sense of TCU didn't even put up a fight. And Sonny Dykes even came out and said, y'all playing scared. That that just shot the hell out of me. But congrats to Georgia. They shut everybody the hell up and said, look, we were the number one team all season for a reason. And we were quiet as hell, but we showed y'all we still the best team in the nation. So congrats to Georgia, but I'm disappointed as hell with TCU.
0: But still, congrats to TCU, though, because even with the, the, the last game showing, still getting to that point is a, a championship in and in, in by itself because nobody in their right mind predicted TCU to get this far. So yeah. still, congratulations for them for that season. But, yeah, that last game was atrocious. I'm going a, I'm to a be, be real with y'all, bro. I knew it was going to be a blowout beforehand. I really did. But, because, look, I went to see Megan at 645 when the game came on because I was out of town. So it was 6.45, the game ended up coming on like 6.45, 7 o'clock. I said, damn, should I watch the championship game or should I go see Megan? I said, fuck it, I'm going to go see Megan. (laughs) I felt like the game was going to be a blowout. I was like, I'm not even going to waste my time going to watch that game because I already felt like it was going to be a blowout. I went to go see Megan. When I walked out, it was halftime, bro, and it was 35 to 7. I said, I made the right fucking decision. <laughs> I'm, I'm I didn't step on a goddamn half of a thumping like that, bro. I would have been mad if it came out. If I would have came out of the uh, movie, it was 35 35. I like, damn, I don't miss some shit. I walked. that. It was 35 7. I was like, that's probably the best decision I've ever made in my life. I wasted my time watching that shit. But yeah, that, that game, after watching the highlights and watch, rewatching the game, it was just embarrassing on TCU. Part. They couldn't get anything going. It was that one possession when it was 10 to 0, TCU ended up scoring. And nothing else happened after that. I mean, they had a couple of big throws on that one drive, on that one scoring drive. And after that, they couldn't get any big plays. A lot of TCU's production this year came off big plays, not really off of uh, long, sustaining drives. And I think that was something that really hurt them. They couldn't get the big plays on on Georgia. And that bit them in the ass. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, we can talk about the SEC being different because it is, but it was just certain things that TCU was not prepared for. And I think one thing about TCU, they were kind of smelling themselves after beating Michigan the way they did. was like, oh, we can really play with the big boys. But it's like they didn't realize it's another level past the Big Ten. Even though the Big Ten sometimes compete with the SEC, there's still a talent jump between the Big Ten and the SEC. So, yeah, you beat up on Michigan, but that don't mean you're going to do the same thing the next week against them big boys at Georgia or Alabama or any of those SEC schools, bro. It's just a tier difference. It really is between all of those conferences. Especially the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the Pac-12, all those type of schools. bro. SEC raised superior. But how do you feel about Kirby Smart at this point in time, though, after winning back-to-back championships? And that was the big talk of the town of if he's on the same level as Nick Saban right
1: now. Yeah, he, he's definitely on the same level at this point. And this is one of those situations where the student has surpassed the master. And we, and we see that whether it's players or coaches, no matter what the era is like Alabama had a great era but it's just Georgia's time right now and and that's not to say Alabama can't be competitive next year hell Alabama can win next year but we are in a moment in college football right now where Alabama ain't the team everybody head hunting every and on all the time anymore bro it's Georgia now like especially with how Kirby Smart came out before the season even started and I told you last week, he came out in that press conference before the season started. He said, we will not be hunted at the University of Georgia, period, point blank. And he said, after the game was over, we got a motto here at this uh, at this program. We eat off the floor. We savages here. Like, we eat with our hands off the floor, and we, we ain't pretty about it. Like, and he's letting it be known it's our time. So I, I totally applaud Kirby Smart he's he learned a lot from Nick Saban, clearly, because now he has he got the blueprint and he's the one laying the blueprint now for whoever the next person is going to be after him to reign in college football. But I think it's Georgia's time right now. And to touch on the point that you made about beating Big Ten teams and then a thing how you still got to go another level to play the SEC, regardless of who the team is. If you ever noticed with Big Ten teams, it's never really the full team. It's two to three players, whether it's offense or defense, that just shift the momentum during drives for the team. With Georgia, you can literally say, although Stetson Bennett played great, even though you can point out one to two defensive linemen, the entire unit of offense and defense as a collective was just all around better than TCU. Outside of Max Duggan, who the hell are you saying for real on TCU? On Ohio State? Johnson. They got some boys now. They still got some boys. Well, I'm right. saying to the, to the level of, of Georgia, for real, who are we saying for real? With Ohio State, C.J. Stroud and Marvin Harrison Jr. No, nobody, Um, what's call it called? Nobody's going to sit here and say, yeah, everybody on Georgia is clearly better than those two. No, you can make an argument those two players are better than several players on Georgia's team. As to where with TCU, it's like, yeah, you can name some dogs on that team, but are they really stacking up against Georgia's players? And that that's my point. With other conferences, there are special players on these teams. But when it comes to Alabama and Georgia, you notice it's the entire team on top of whatever star power they have.
0: I can't, I can't fully agree with you on that one, bro, because you can t- you can bring up the Big Ten schools, and I still think, not this year, but in past years, they have had collective units where it was like, oh, yeah, that unit is great. Like, obviously, I've known some Ohio State defenses where the D-line, the linebackers, and they're, they're a DBU at this point. The, all of the cornerbacks, they always break into the NFL. They always have good secondaries. I feel like they have had good defensive units. Not this year, but over the time, I think they've had. I think Michigan isn't is, is it somebody who you really know stars on their team, and that's almost everything. Well, Michigan is another team.
1: Michigan is another team.
0: But they have good units. Like, their offensive line, they have the best offensive line in college football. All of their yeah. offensive linemen are going to be in the NFL. So it's like they have the talent. I think it's more so the coaching that puts one over the other. I really think that is because they have the talent. They bring in high-level recruits. I mean, from year to year, they all bring in, they all switch from who's going to be the number one recruiting class. Some years it's Georgia, some years it's Alabama, some years it's Ohio State, some years it's Michigan. So they're bringing in high-level talent. So I can't say that there's just a clear talent advantage. I think it's more so got to do with those coaching people, more of the people coaching. Because Nick Saban is elite and one of the greatest that we've ever seen. And Kirby Smart learned from Nick Saban. And we're starting to see him come into his own as a great coach. And I think that's the difference that we're seeing. Ryan Day is still trying to find his footing. Even though he has a championship, he's more so still trying to find his footing at Ohio State consistently when we talk about winning college football playoff type of games. And even though Jim Harbaugh has had a good two seasons, we still haven't seen consistent success in the playoffs. So that's the difference. The coaching is, I can't say the talent is, and it's stars on this team, and it's not stars on this team, and this unit is better than the other. They all have elite talent. But these, some coaches are bringing out more out of their players than the other coaches like Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh at this point. I think that's Mm -hmm. what we're seeing right now. Because what we see him do, Sonny Dykes do at TCU, bringing that level of talent who does not have the elite recruits and putting them up against Michigan, Ohio State, and they they were in the same realm as that. That's why I said the fact that they got there with the level of talent that they had is crazy. That's why we see the same four teams every year because these other teams just cannot compete. So the fact that they beat somebody like Michigan who brings in the top high-level recruits every year shows you how good Sonny Dykes is as a coach and why he will continue to be successful even though they're going to have the stars leaving like Duggan and Johnson and stuff like that. He's a great coach. He just had a bad showing and the team had a bad showing. But I think that's what we're seeing in the college football playoff, the difference between coaches.
1: True. And I um I think I've seen this stat on TV when the game was happening. It was either when the game was happening or it was like during an analysis after the game. TCU had like a what, forty something ranked recruit recruiting class. So that goes into your point of how he brings that that extra oomph out of his players. And it was something else I wanted to say too. Um damn, damn uh damn it was something else i wanted to say about tcu oh do you think uh they'll have a chance to find recruits um uh, for this offseason and be back in the top 10 or do you think it'll be a fall off? i don't i ain't gonna sit here and say they'll be playoff bound again but do you think they'll at least be top i think
0: i think this was a special group for tcu this was like a team this was like a run of destiny type of team like damn y'all with a team that the people's champ type of team I think losing Duggan is going to be a big deal. Losing Johnson, like losing those stars is going to be a big deal. Like I think a few years down the line, once he brings in players, he starts to mold them. Then we can see TCU back in this position again. But I don't think the year or a year or two uh, after this, we're going to see them back. It's going to be a drop-off because they won a lot of uh, games this year because of the special talent, NFL talent that they have on that team like Duggan. Their secondary is going to have NFL players on it. Johnson is a first round pick type of wide receiver. That was the reason they won those games. So you're losing that. You're not just going to be right back in this position when you got to right. regroup from all that top. Like I said, maybe when he molds it again in three to four years, but it's not going, he's not going to be back. So
1: and I had tweeted this. This is why we don't want 12 teams, bro, for the college football playoff, bro. We this is why we don't. And me and Quincy have said it before. We're going to get a lot of games like this. I know it'll be a lot of money brought in. I know it'll help People like us who get to talk about more games, and it'll be more exciting, I guess, quote unquote. And you'll give teams the illusion and the thought of, damn, we could do it, but we know the shit not happening, bro. Like if a number four, if a number four Michigan team plays a number 12 BYU or Boise State, we know what the (laughs) hell is going to happen, bro. Like we know what's going to, we're going to see at least four to five blowouts, bro. Like, is it really worth expanding to, to- – And you're risking more injury as well. Yes. And especially with a lot of these players having NFL exactly, – You are putting them bro. more
0: at risk when you're having more high-level weeks like this. You know, with so much on the line where they want to play in these games because they want to see their team get deeper in the playoffs. But it's like more games on your body before you even get to the ultimate goal exactly. of the NFL. It's like, damn,
1: bro. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, bro. I, I still don't yeah. like the 12-team idea. That's why I said six teams. Keep – that way we got four locks and then the two teams that were you know out just outside the top 4 in that fifth and sixth spot you get to get in you get that on um, first week like a quote unquote wild card weekend or whatever and the two top um the top one and two teams they get a bye week i think six teams is the perfect thing because that way you still you do give some type of hope of like okay it's not just four teams anymore it's six so we can have a strong enough case to at least be the fifth and sixth team. And then the first um, one and two seeds, they're like, okay, cool. We in, we get a bye week. We get the rest. We don't have to play every single week. But if you're the fifth or sixth seed, yeah, you got to do that wild card weekend. And then you got to play one more time. And then you get the championship if you really want to prove yourself. As opposed to paying three to four damn rounds to get the damn trophy. Mm-hmm. But one thing about...
0: The, the new college football playoff. And I think we've seen it a couple of weeks ago when Tulane ended up playing against USC. That was a high-level matchup. Everybody favored USC to just blow out Tulane. And Tulane came into that game, hella motivated, and they thumped them boys. And I mean, everybody from USC was playing. I think they were missing their wide receiver, uh, Addison. But everybody from USC was playing. Caleb Williams was there. They were all playing at a high level. But y'all lost to Tulane. So that's what I think the college football or NCAA wants to see more. Those underdog teams like Tulane, Cincinnati that nobody was thinking about overcome and have that game against USC or LSU where it's like, damn, the suck of the century. Nobody would have thought it would have came on. But how many that of was, those are going to happen? But that's bro. what I'm saying. They're not, they're not hoping for multiple to happen. They're just hoping on that one because that one, in their opinion, will make all of this shit work. That's what the NCAA is looking for. If somebody like a number five USC loses to a 12th-ranked Tulane it's like damn now you're shaking up the whole college football playoff bracket that's what the NCAA wants they don't give a damn what happens to the other teams in that first round matchup but if they get an upset like Tulane versus USC it was all worth it to them and that's where the more money comes in because now it starts to give a NCAA tournament type of feel because who would have predicted this type of upset but like I said not all of them have to be like that not all of them are going to be like that but that's what the NCAA is banking on with this new format and we can get more games like that, you know what I'm saying? And that's why I think they got. I think it's a rule in place when it comes to the to this new expanded college football playoff that it's going to be all conference champions. So all conference champions from the SEC, Pac-12, Big Ten, like all of those conference championships are already like automatically going to be in. I think so those be the power those, those are going to be the locks. the locks. Then they're going to have six at-large teams. So I think they're even going to have a lot for a, a, a mid-major team. Like if a mid-major team wins like the the power a group of five championship, you're a lot to be in. So I think those are the locks. I think the seating could change. It doesn't mean you're going to have a top six seed, but you're in the college football playoff. And then you're going to have some six out, uh, at-large teams as well. So it gives everybody a chance. So you can be a top 12 team, but not get into the college football playoff because you didn't win your conference or you're not one of the best at-large, at-large teams. You know what I'm saying? So it's still a lot that goes into it that I think we have to see first. I'm not somebody who is a proponent of this new 12-team playoff, but I think the NCAA is looking for that one big upset that hopefully they can get every year, like a USC versus Tulane, like a Boise State versus Oklahoma circa 2008, where that was one of the biggest upsets in college football history. They want to bank on that and make it have more at stake, like a a football playoff chance. You know what I'm saying? A college football playoff uh, thing at stake.
1: Yeah, all for the love of money. For the answer. oh, that's all. That's really all it is, bro. That's really. I yeah. I totally understand it. We we just against it. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> sure. All
0: right, and moving on to the NFL playoff preview. So we got some uh, had some good games this past week. Lions versus the Packers. That was a good game. Uh, the Lions ended up beating them, knocking the Packers out of the playoffs. But the Lions did not make it. I think the Lions ended up helping out the Seahawks. The Seahawks split yep. it to seven. Mm-hmm. And I think we had a win-and-you're-in type of game in the AFC as well. Or oh, it was the Tennessee and Jaguars game. Yep. That was exciting into the end. And shout-out to Rayshon Jenkins from the 7 7 our hometown. He came through at the end with the scoop and score with a touchdown. Or he came through with the set. And then they ended up scoring a touchdown on that for the game with a touchdown. So shout-out to him. And the Jaguars ended up stealing their fate. So we're going to go through all of the playoff matchups. So we're going to start off with the first game. We're going to start off in chronological uh, order from Saturday going all the way until Monday night football with the Cowboys versus the Bucks. All right. So starting off with the 49ers versus Seahawks, who you got and why? Uh,
1: I got the 49ers. Uh, shout out to Geno Smith. That's definitely comeback player of the year, in my opinion. Uh, the Seahawks definitely overachieved this season, especially making it into the playoffs by beating the Rams and getting help from the Lions, like Quincy said. But I think the 49ers just honestly have the best full football team in the NFC right now. I know Brock Purdy's at quarterback. I know he's um he's a rookie and he's nicknamed Mr. Irrelevant and we only got a small sample size. But in that small sample size, he proved he can not mess up enough to where they could still win games. I believe they went they still went undefeated once he became the quarterback and they won all five of their last games with Brock Purdy. And he played well on top of them winning those games. So I think playing a team like the Seahawks, it it shouldn't be too hard. I don't see the Seahawks um, having enough talent uh, to one, protect Geno Smith from that amazing 49er defense or stopping that elite unit with a healthy Debo Samuel um, from scoring the ball. So I got the 49ers. I think Brock Purdy plays pretty well and and they go to the next round.
0: Yeah, I also got the 49ers. I was kind of, upset when we got this matchup because I thought it would be a better matchup if we would have got the Packers. Even though I picked the Packers to lose to the Lions, seeing how everything was playing out, I think the the Packers versus the Niners would have been a better matchup because it would have been high-key redemption for Aaron Rodgers, especially what we seen last year. Uh, I think they were the number one seed. They ended up losing to San Francisco uh, mm-hmm. last season. Jimmy ended up coming through. So, if, it would have felt like it would have more at stake than we get with this Seahawks game where the Seahawks are more of a feel-good story. It's like, damn, nobody expected them to be this good. Nobody expected Geno to be this good. The team is just elevated uh, above everybody's expectations. But the Niners are clearly the better team. But the thing about the Seahawks, they do have one win over the 49ers, if I'm not mistaken. They did beat the 49ers, or they were close to beating them in one matchup this season. Let me actually uh, back that up for a fact. I'm pretty sure they was a,
1: it was a close game or either they won. you You talking about when they played each other? Yeah, when because they, they play each other twice this season because they're in the well, same you, division. you got to remember the Forty ers lost some games, excuse me, this season strictly because they were injury riddled, like throughout at least the first half of the season. So if they did lose to the Seahawks, I'm pretty sure it was because multiple people weren't playing.
0: No, they beat the Sea. They beat uh they beat the Seahawks twice, but it was the last game against them that it was the the closer matchup, and I think Geno Smith ended up throwing a pick uh, to end the game. But I still think the Seahawks can play with them. This will not be a blowout. I think it's a 10-point spread on Bobata right now. I think this game will be closer than that. But the 49ers will clearly be the more dominant team. I think Nick Bosa is going to have a tremendous game against the Seahawks offensive line. That still is a work in progress to me. So I, I got the 49ers. I got 49ers.
1: I, I like the points. I don't think 10 points is too crazy of a bet. Uh, I think. The 49ers, damn near, could win by 14. And you're, in Quincy's terms, a blowout. I think the boys yep. could win by two touchdowns. So, mm-hmm.
0: All right, moving on to the closest game, odds-wise, when looking at all of these playoff matchups, is the Char- Chargers and the Jaguars. Two prominent uh, young quarterbacks in the NFL, then Trevor Lawrence and then Justin Herbert. I, they played each other early in the year. This is the one they played each other early in the year. And the mm-hmm. Jags ended up thumping the Chargers thirty-eight to three. It was a lot of injuries during that game. The Chargers had, I think, their offensive the tackle got hurt. Bosa got hurt this game, but that's no excuse. The Jags thoroughly thumped them in that first matchup. But it was in September. So, Edgar, what do you foresee for this matchup on Saturday?
1: Uh, I I love Herbert. I'm picking Herbert all the way with this. I think um the Chargers and the Jags. Outside of that Cowboys-Bucks game, this might be the most exciting matchup of wildcard weekend just because both teams are healthy. They're both on um, a good run right now. Trevor Lawrence is feeling themselves. They're clicking on all cylinders. And the Chargers, I feel like they have more more talent on their team. But it's all going to come down to if Mike Williams plays. I'm not sure if they gave a clear answer or not on if he's playing. If Mike Williams is playing... I'm going with the Chargers all the way. But if he's out, hey, it's, it's up in the air at that point. But I, I'm going with Herbert. Do a die with Herbert.
0: And the Chargers do have some pieces coming back this week. I'm pretty sure Slater is coming back this week, and I'm pretty sure Bosa is coming back this week. So those are two key uh, positions that are coming back for the Chargers. But I'm riding with the Jags on this one, bro. I think the Jags have a hungry defense that will step up in this game. Because something about Herbert over these last few games – he hasn't been as eye-popping as he was early in the season where it was like, damn, deep throw, deep bomb down the field. It's not as many explosive plays as we're used to seeing from the Chargers. It's more check down to Eckler. They're winning games, but not in the way where I think they could, they should be winning games with the explosive plays, but the explosive playmakers that they have. And Mike Williams, Keenan Allen is back, Eckler's back, especially when you got somebody like Jordan Palmer is playing way better this year. I thought they would have a way better offense so I think the Jags defense, how they're playing right now, like one of the best in the NFL, will contain Herbert, like we see earlier in the season. And I think the Jags offense will make just enough plays. I don't think this will be a high-scoring game at all. I think this is a 14-10, 17-14 type of matchup. But I think the Jags get the edge over the Chargers in this one. Game-winning touchdown from Trevor Lawrence that submits him as one of the best coming up right now. So I got the Jags. I got the Jags in this one, and it's it's funny because all of the Jags' last few games have been like these nail biting type of performances where it's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? They looked impressive for a stretch, and then toward the end of the season, it's like it's been a lot of close matchups. Obviously, it culminated with that Tennessee game where they should have handled Tennessee, but especially with a third straight quarterback for Tennessee, but it was a close matchup, uh, playoff spot on the line. But I think we really see how good that. Running game is. I think ETN also has a big game, bro.
1: What's the What's the spread on that game? What is the
0: spread? The spread is two minus two, and the Chargers favor.
1: True, true.
0: Yeah, so if you're betting on it, you probably go on minus two either way. But i yeah, I w- I would definitely go with the with the Jags, bro. Moving on, we got the Dolphins versus the Bills.
1: Now this is gonna be a blowout. I don't even need time to sit here and talk about it. Two are not playing. Teddy not playing. Uh, Skylar Thompson, I believe, is the quarterback that will be playing for the Dolphins. Dolphins, y'all had a great season. Y'all had a lot of humps. Y'all had to get over injury-wise, and y'all got a lot of stuff to talk about when it comes to Tua and his career with y'all, but, hey, just hats off to a good season. The Bills are finna thump the Dolphins. It's nah. not finna be <laughs> no, it's No, book. Be <laughs> no, no, it's, it's really finna be a thumping, for sure. It's really finna be a thump. This is going to be the most one-sided wild card game. Yeah, of the
0: bro. It, it, it really is, though. It really is. I was hoping that at least Teddy Bridgewater could play, that we could have more of a fighting chance. But
1: His thumb still lost. messed up.
0: Yeah, his thumb still messed up. You know what I'm saying? So we got Skyler Thompson. I, yeah, I think this is a blowout for sure, bro. But like I told you, the Dolphins fans still shouldn't be upset about this season. The expectation yeah. was like a playoff spot or just to be around this spot. I think your future mm-hmm. is still bright. Obviously, Tulane having this concussions obviously is unfortunate, but I still think the future is bright for this Dolphins team. But, yeah, the Bills in Buffalo as well. Yeah, this should shit. Moving on, we got the Giants and the Vikings.
1: Now, this is the one game where I feel like we really going to get an upset. I know Quincy said he feel like the Seahawks got a chance, but I feel like the Giants got a chance, bro. Y'all know me. I've been on the Vikings all season, dead to the last couple of seasons. But they've been showing me signs where I can't be 100% confident no more, bro. I'm going to pick the Vikings to win, but this is the game that's on upset alert. I feel like the Giants are an upset team that should be favored. I've been hearing a lot of people saying the Giants have the best chance to win this game. But I'm going to keep my faith in Captain Kirk and Jay Jettis, Justin Jefferson, and the rest of them boys. I think the Vikings will get it done. But, boy, I won't be surprised if um, Brian Debo will get the Giants to the next round.
0: Because they did play on Christmas Eve, and it was a three-point game. I'm pretty yeah. sure that was a – was that a comeback for Minnesota? I'm pretty sure the Giants was
1: – I think it could have hit it on a field goal, I think.
0: Yeah, so that was a back-and-forth yeah. game. So I think it's going to be a similarly played game, to be honest with you, bro. Uh, I think this game has to be won on the arm of Daniel Jones, bro. The, the front seven for the Vikings, it is isn't stout, but it's good enough to hold the running game in check. So I don't think Barkley has a big game. I think that secondary for Minnesota can be taken advantage of. We need a big game from Daniel Jones. Last time he played them, he had 330 yards and a touchdown in the pit. We need a similar type of performance, minus the interception, obviously, for this game. We need a lot of yards. And, and this is with no wide receivers. So he has to make it shape, really, by himself you know what I'm saying, and make it work and really elevate his wide receiver weapons. But I think it's I think he's capable of doing it. So I would pick the Giants on this game, bro. I think the Vikings, obviously they've been a, a, a controversial team this whole season. Nobody really wants to believe in them. But it's like, damn, they're winning games. So what side do you really lean on? I think they get knocked out first round, bro. And I think that Giants defense is playing at such a high level right now. And nobody's really talking about it, which is so funny because they're a New York team. The Giants are flying so under the radar defensively that I think they hold them. I think it's a similar type of game as what it was on Christmas Eve, like 27, 24. But the game is flipped, and the Giants win. I ain't mad at that. And the spread for this game is three points, am I not mistaken? It is a three-point spread favoring the Vikings. So, yeah, (laughs) it's definitely supposed to be a close game, uh, according to the Moving on, Sunday night football is Ravens versus the Bengals.
1: Uh, Bengals, this is another game where I think it's it's pretty one-sided. The Bengals are fully healthy. Everybody's playing. And no Lamar. Lamar has not practiced this week. Y'all making it his sixth, yeah, his sixth week in a row that he has not practiced. There's no information coming out, really, on his health status. So we don't know. We don't know if it's because he's really hurt. We don't know if it's just strictly because of contract stuff. But the fact that Lamar Jackson will not be touching the field, gives me no confidence that the Raiders can win this game. It might be somewhat close because the Ravens do give the Bengals a tough time regardless because of their defense, but I, I think the Bengals should outright win this game.
0: Oh yeah, this is a blowout. Like, I'm not even going to dive into the discussion on why this is going to be a close game. They just played last week and it was a thumping. and It's going to be the same thing again. I don't think this game is close. I think the Ravens' defense is their only hope because the offense isn't going to put up any points. And I'm glad Lamar Jackson isn't coming back. I know that's been a hot topic this week of, oh, is Lamar sitting out because of the contract, or is Lamar sitting out because he's still hurt and he wants to be 100%? I don't care what his reasoning is. Yeah, I don't. I hope (laughs) he's sitting out because of the contract. They they do not surround this nigga with any weapons, and y'all didn't want to pay that nigga what he wanted. Y'all didn't want to guarantee his money. Why would I come back and play for a team where I have nothing guaranteed if I get hurt in this game or get even more from my previous injury, which is a knee injury, my career could be diminished from this. So I'm not going to come back, risk my health to win, uh, lose a game. Because even if Lamar was playing, I still think the Bengals win handily. I still think the Bengals yep. win. So I, I, I think agree. this is a blowout. I think Lamar Jackson is doing the right thing by sitting out. They, this, this run for the Raiders or for the Ravens should really make them pay or give Lamar Jackson whatever he wants. I don't give a fuck about his injury. We don't have no injury history for Lamar Jackson. This is his first big-time injury. I think they he should. used her last yeah. year, too.
1: He missed, like, four or five games last year. Too. He missed four or five games last year? I think so. This, this, yeah, this ain't his first time getting hurt. He missed a few He didn't miss four or five. We didn't see
0: Tyler Huntley last year, bro. We didn't see Tyler Huntley.
1: Yes, we did. It wasn't Austin, but we saw him a couple of games mm-hmm. at least. Look
0: up his stats. Look up his stats. He probably missed like, a couple. Hold on, bro. I don't know missing no four games now. Nah.
1: He missed a few games last year. Hold on, I'm looking it up.
0: Yeah, I remember missing four games, but I think he still should sit out, bro. They ain't gonna guarantee his contract, and then you haven't shown me that you want to build around me offensively. We still got these whack ass weapons surrounding me. Come on, man, I ain't coming back to play for this team. I hope his ass get traded.
1: He littered twelve games last season. The same as man, he missed he games? because of one. what? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm assuming injury. <laughs> it you wasn't. Said, what it was really was. Oh, that, I don't know. I got to look up the entry now. My bad. I was looking up the...
0: Now don't tell me it was his knee again.
1: Um, hold on. You can keep going. though. I'll look it yeah, up, right?
0: Yeah, but yeah. I, like I said, whether Lamar was playing or not playing, I think the Bengals will still win how they're playing right now offensively and defensively. The Bengals are just a better team outright, bro.
1: now. I ain't going to lie. This is something that... I have to be able to look at the business aspect of this. Lamar Jackson missed the final four games of the 2021 season with an ankle injury, and Baltimore lost every one of those games. The Ravens were 8-3 and before finishing with a six-game skid. So, Lamar Jackson, very— Which shows you what? It shows you, yes, that what? But but hold on. What does it show you, though? He's very valuable to the team. Don't get me wrong. But you got to think from the organization's perspective. Last year, you missed the end of the season, basically, with your ankle. This year, you're missing the rest of the season because of your knee. Lamar Jackson is a great passer. Let's, let's not get that confused. He won MVP for a reason. He didn't win that just because of running. He had to do some elite passing to get that. But we know he thrives off of his athleticism. He thrives off of getting out the pocket, making players miss, and – making a 10-second play out of what should be a two-second play. But I understand if the Ravens are kind of shaky to give him the money because it's like, damn, if we give you all this, If the y'all shaky to give money, up the money, y'all can yeah. stick with this trash-ass nigga then. They can stick with
0: this trash-ass nigga Tyler Huntley if you don't want to pay me. Because if you ain't going to give him a fully guaranteed contract, I can get
1: traded, bro. I can bounce when you I that team. I I'm on the side of Lamar Jackson. But I understand at the same time now that, damn, you have missed the end of the season two years in a row, both due to lower body injuries. I feel you, you can't fund anymore. How are we going to give you guaranteed money? Because what if we give you the guaranteed money and you hurt your ankle again or you hurt your knee and get a PCL tear you. again next season? You got to think about it, bro. I feel you.
0: But uh, when you have this type of situation, if you don't have a back, uh, backup plan in place, like a successor to Lamar Jackson, you can't be asking those type of questions, bro. Because as we see right now, your backup plan is this: Tyler Huntley is your backup plan. You're number two. You trade Lamar Jackson, you ain't getting a another quarterback unless you trade him for something. If you let him walk out of that door, you're stuck with what you're stuck with, bro. So, yeah, they, they can't let
1: him walk out. They would have
0: to they, You can't let him walk out the door. So, uh, what you, with the situation they're in right now, if you don't pay him what he wants, I don't care what his injury history is, you gotta pay that man what he wants because we see what y'all are gonna be without him, and that is shitty. We said at the beginning of the season when they were 8-3, and 7-3, that Lamar Jackson was the main reason for them being in this type of position. And we seen the skid that they went on because they didn't have him. Playing people like Tyler Huntley and uh, I think when Huntley got hurt, they went to somebody else. I don't I forgot his name. But they cannot have this situation, bro. Pay that nigga what he wants. I understand the injury history, bro. But this is somebody that is proven. It's proven. I understand we had these questions with Dak. I remember we had these same questions like, damn, should you pay that? Should you not? But it's a proven track record with Lamar Jackson, bro. An MVP in this league. He's won playoff games where this man can get it done, bro. You gotta pay that man what he wants, especially when we see niggas like Kyler Murray, bro. Kyler Murray got an injury history bigger than Lamar's, and we see him get two forty. I forgot how much was guaranteed, but you you see that contract by Kyler Murray, and you don't think Lamar worked more than that? It's like, bro, that's when you gotta come on, bro. Come on. But I'm gotta pay that man.
1: I don't think it's the Ravens not thinking he's um not worth that money. I think it's just the fact that they don't wanna give if they clearly see the, the Cardinals being stupid as hell, giving all this damn money to a quarterback who continuously gets hurt, why would the Ravens
0: you oh, I think it's more problems at Arizona than it is at Baltimore Yeah, yeah, I don't that's, wanna that's I don't wanna compare those two situations. But I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, trying to compare situations. I'm just paying I'm yeah. just saying like the quarterback position and if the market yes. is what Kyler Murray is getting. Well, Lamar Jackson deserves more than what Alaba is getting.
1: But just because that's what the market is doing, that's not always what you as the team should do. You gotta just go. No. Going going back to the um to the what you call it um uh trade the Rudy Gobert trade just to go to the NBA for a second. Just because that's what the market got set at with Rudy Gobert, that don't mean everybody got to sit here like damn, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just we pay this trick. person. We gotta that's pay this crazy. person. We got to pay this person. Like,
0: they trade, no, 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 no. That's a, that's a trade that fucked up the market. I'm just saying going along with what the market is telling you what Lamar Jackson is worth. They don't even want to pay that nigga what he's worth, bro. They don't even want to pay what he's worth. We're not asking for anything more than what the quarterback on Lamar Jackson's level is asking for, bro. Niggas like Derek Carr, and we said the year he had, getting 40. If the market is saying Derek Carr gets 35 out of 40, oh, Lamar Jackson need 45. I ain't saying he need Mahomes money. I ain't saying he need 50 a year. But nigga, we need to be making more than what Kyler Murray is getting. And if you're questioning and hesitant on that, especially what after seeing what we've seen with the Ravens since he's been hurt and seeing what their backup plan is, shit, if you don't want to pay him, someone else will. The Dolphins will. The Jets will. Whoever is with And they'll take that injury risk. So you better be, you better look, think long and hard about what you have at home, Baltimore, because you have no backup plan.
1: I, I totally agree. I'm on the side of Lamar Jackson. I just I just want people to think about what the organization might be thinking now. And for people who may not be aware that Lamar has been hurt two times, season ending two times like this. So not season ending in a sense of like, damn, how is he going to come back from this? But season ending of he just missed the last few games of the season two years in a row now. And you're, you're in situations both times now where – it affects your playoff run. So I think that's just what the Baltimore Ravens are thinking about. I don't think they have any malice in their heart about Lamar Jackson, but they're thinking about it from a sense of ignorance of we shouldn't pay somebody that might be hurt. When like you said, if you have no backup plan, you might as well put it in me. So I totally agree with you. They need to give it to Lamar because somebody else will and you can't let him walk out the door. At least trade the man so you can get picks and players to somewhat yeah, I'm cool with keep, that. keep from having a total. Rebound yeah. And, and if you, and, and that's the that's the thing the Ravens should do, bro. If you have
0: questions and what Lamar Jackson, if he can sustain this type of play for a long period of time, you have to trade him now. Because I think yeah. this is the highest his value is going to be. He's 25 years old and the problem of his career. This is the highest his value is going to be, bro. Because I'm hearing right now that they're going to try to franchise tag him for the next couple of years and play that bullshit game. Winner, he got to agree to it. He got to agree to but it. But that's what I'm saying. Don't even play that game with bro, because it's yeah. just going to create tension between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens organization and what usually comes when somebody is franchise tagged. Usually you don't see the, a player sign with the franchise that is franchising tag. Usually they demand a trade because they don't want to play that game where they have no security past one season. Usually it's a trade coming soon. We've seen it with Kirk Cousins. I think Dak is that's the the last player we see get franchise tag and actually came back. But usually players do not like that shit, bro, because they want to have security. This is a dangerous, violent game. Like we just seen with DeMore Hamlet. We don't know if we're gonna have a play another game after this. So you gotta have your shit secured, guaranteed moving forward. So don't play that franchise tag game with them.
1: And him not having an agent, um, it's been people saying like, you know, sometimes like his mom helps him with contract negotiations, whatnot. I don't know how true that is. All I know is he don't have an agent, which means nine times out of 10, he's in the room hearing what the owners and the executives are saying. It's not like your agent is in there defending you and then coming back only telling you some of what they said. So you ain't you don't get fired up. No, you're there. You're hearing what the owner is saying. You're hearing what the GM is saying. You're hearing what all these teams and operations managers are saying when it comes to how much they should pay you. And they're saying it to your face. So I agree. Um he might and, still be and, a little bit hurt, and but also don't sitting with the contract. And also don't
0: think that's not a reason he's not sitting right now. Because he's probably yeah. hearing all that shit and saying, like, Oh, y'all want me to play? And like I said, bro. They want the the Dolphins, not the Dolphins, but the Ravens want him to take this type of discount contract when there is no proof that you're going to surround me with talent if you do, if I do take a discount. Because look at the weapons I'm getting right now, and I haven't even signed a big-time deal, bro. Look at the fucking weapons. It's just going to get worse once I sign a big yeah, deal. Yeah,
1: because he signs the big deal, all the money going to you. They don't have money for anything. But that's what
0: I'm saying. If I don't have any weapons now when I'm making no money, look what this shit I'm going to have when I have making... A, and then look at the situation with the Ravens, bro. They just paid a linebacker, a very good linebacker, a great linebacker, Roquan Smith, $20 million. $20 million that could have been going to Lamar Jackson. They just paid a linebacker that amount of money, something that isn't as valuable as the quarterback position. That tells you a lot about where the Ravens' priorities is or the Ravens' priorities are. And I don't think Lamar Jackson is back next year, bro. I think he's- Oh, I don't even know. I, think he- I think he is traded this offseason, bro. Cause all the, what they're doing right now, who they're signing, is telling me that oh okay y'all see the priority and building to the defense instead of adding to Lamar or resigning the, more weapons or resigning Lamar in general. So I don't think he's there next year. Man. I really don't. I'm hearing the Jets want him. The Jets gonna pay you whatever you want. And then the Dolphins now they can trade Tua. Shit, that could be a good swap. But the Ravens and the uh, in the Dolphins, Tua get a fresh start, and then you got the the Dolphins with uh Lamar. But moving on to the next game, we got the Bucks versus the Cowboys. This is your game. So how do you feel about this
1: matchup? This is the most uncertain game out of all the wild card games, bro. And this is the game everybody really does not know who's going to win. The Cowboys should win. They have the better overall roster outside of that secondary right now defensively because opposite of Trayvon Diggs, whoever playing corner, God pray for them. Because they have been like whoever that is up. But outside of that, Everybody's healthy on defense. Everybody's healthy on offense. I, I like Mike McCarthy's coaching situation this season better than my damn Bucks with Ty Bowles in them. So the Cowboys should win. But the Bucks caught traction and caught a little bit of fire and a little motivation at the right time. Playoff Tommy is a totally different animal. That man sucked all season, but this might be the game. We beating the Cowboys the last two, three times in a row that we done played. So we got leverage. Brady ain't never lost to him before, so he's seven and zero against him. He he ain't got no worry. I I feel, bro. This this could be a big upset too. The Cowboys should win, and I said this a few weeks ago. If the Cowboys don't at least make it to the Super Bowl, this is the most disappointing Cowboys team in at least the last twenty years, bro. It has to be because there's no excuse this year. I know we say it's no excuse the last few years, but there is literally no reason. Why the Cowboys should not have a deep playoff run. So if my Bucks do the impossible, who are we're playing with house money? First of all, nobody expected us to make the playoffs anyway because we were playing that trash. It's just the fact we won the. Relax, the bro. Relax, still Halfway into the, the playoffs,
0: niggas expected y'all to make the, playoff, so. the playoffs, bro. Relax. You think niggas was picking the Falcons and the Panthers over y'all, bro? The Panthers? You, you was, was saying remember? the Panthers got a chance? I, I wanted that. the Panthers to take the whole year.
1: What are you talking about? When it got closer to the end of the season, you were like, "Hey, the Panthers might do it." I, I was wanting it. the Panthers to take the whole year, bro. Y'all niggas was still
0: the better team the whole year, just because y'all were disappointing no, we third man niggas. You literally said we
1: You literally said the defense was way better, and we all and offensively they were doing better than us. With Sam Darnold, the defense is better than y'all. The Panthers' defense, you mean?
0: It is. Yes. y'all niggas still got Brady and way better weapons than what we do. I never said y'all was Man. losing the
1: division, bro. Never. I don't want nobody. I don't want nobody saying they expected. The and y'all,
0: I hate. I hate y'all niggas though. No. no, let me get this shit off. Let no, cause eight off. to nine games, no. nine, ten games. Let, let, get let me get season. this shit off, bro. Nobody is to nah. a, a point. Let off, me get this. Bro. Let me get this shit off, bro. yes, they did nigga y'all was the overwhelming felt favorite in y'all division, bro. And I hate how y'all crying like y'all the biggest underdog ever. It's a three-point spread. Niggas expect this to be a- It's a three-point win. spread because it's
1: the Cowboys and the Cowboys exactly, don't- Exactly, bro. That's the yeah. runza, it's a Niggas three-point point spread. Point
0: it because we got no- Niggas We expect- No. Niggas expecting y'all to win, time. Time. No. To win hockey, bro. They're, They're expecting so like, like, us no.
1: the no. expect they to win because the Cowboys always fold. Bucks and we ass. Niggas expecting y'all to win. We can't act like this is a ten-point spread. All I said was, all I said was, we're playing with house money. We're not expected to win a game because we're not the favorite. Clearly, based off of everybody's sports bet stakes right now, the Cowboys are still the favorite. And then two, even if we do win, like that's on the Cowboys. That ain't because we did good. The Cowboys got to play like complete
0: ass. I'm just the- saying how y'all acting as fans to- and as a team, bro. Y'all screaming underdog when y'all really not an underdog. We are the underdog. What are you? Y'all t- are the underdog, but y'all screaming like, damn, nobody giving us a chance. Oh my. They're giving us a chance because it's the Cowboys. Oh
1: my God. It's the Cowboys. That's the only reason I have any confidence. Y'all niggas if is we were, a three-point underdog at home. If we were playing the 49ers at home, I would say we're not winning. If we were playing the Eagles at home, I would say we're not winning. You're, if we're playing the, my, damn, if we're the Vikings or the Jags, not the Jags, the Giants, I would say we're not winning. The only reason I think we even have somewhat of a chance is the Cowboys. No, we are point. still the underdogs. We're saying
0: the same that's thing. What, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it. No, no this is what I'm saying. Because y'all keep screaming like y'all the underdogs, is what I'm saying. Like, oh, nobody, y'all keep screaming like nobody's giving y'all a chance. That's what I keep saying. But y'all screaming like, <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Nobody believe in us. Oh, shit. Who's saying this? You're both fans. it. Just... Yeah, I said shit. Nobody. No, I don't. Playoffs. Oh, my goodness. Yes, nobody. Oh, <laughs> don't have, y'all still have Tom Brady on y'all team, bro. Let's stop fucking acting like this. Our playoffs. stop acting like, like literally. Come on, bro! Niggas just y'all to good this year, bro. Stop acting like this, dog. midway like like through the board? season, midway yes.
1: through the season, what were people saying?
0: Niggas still y'all was gonna make the playoffs. This trash ass division, bro. Stop acting like that. That's what I mean. You acting like niggas wasn't expecting y'all to make the playoffs. Stop acting like that.
1: That shit sounds week, stupid as fuck. Week 11, 12, and thirteen. Yes. Yeah. saying the Panthers yes. a What are you talking about? The, Patriots, the Panthers got a chance. You niggas were still winning the division, bro.
0: Because y'all was playing ass as fuck, yeah, them niggas still had a chance. Y'all were still clearly the better team. Come on, bro, let's stop acting like oh nobody was giving us a chance. That's why y'all niggas are still a three point underdog.
1: Nobody niggas believed me, Y'all, I told nobody us, was giving a chance. Nobody said nobody. No, give you me a said chance. nobody thought we was gonna make the playoffs. Oh my god. Yes, I no. specifically said over halfway into the season nobody thought we were <laughs> making the playoffs <laughs> confidently. Name Tell me names. Bro. Please tell me names who said. I, I don't look at the Seren's. I do at the names.
0: Cause nobody was saying that shit, bro. Yo, you Bucks fans were saying that shit, don't and nobody was
1: that. just nobody, nobody was nobody just sitting here saying, yeah, the Bucks are clearly just gonna oh, win more. Man, no, nobody was just sitting here saying that deep into the season. You're making it sound like week 10, 11, or twelve people saying, yes. yeah, the Bucks are winning. I ain't worried yes. about the Bucks. When did nobody the Bucks was, saying ever was saying ever take over about. first place? You niggas was still up
0: And had They're after week over first place. The Come Panthers took over first place three quarters into the season. Wait, what are you no. talking about? When did okay. they took over three? Them niggas never had a better record than y'all, bro.
1: Stop acting like okay. this, shit, bro.
0: They didn't have to have a better record than us I to go the get a better How did they get an over
1: y'all if they didn't have a better record, LeBron? Uh, division record. Their division. What record. That is that? Our overall record. record, bro. The if overall record, record doesn't matter. matter. making the playoffs over y'all, bro.
0: What you're saying does not make sense. Y'all keep crying like, "Oh my God, nobody believed in us." When y'all, bro, y'all have nobody ready
1: for y'all. Fucking I did. literally never said.
0: Yes, you did. Nobody believed in us to make the playoffs. That's what you're literally just said.
1: I nobody just, believed my uh, all oh, uh, twelve weeks through the season. No, you're, you're making me sound sad. like I'm sitting here screaming. woe is me? I never said. Yes, you All know. I said was nobody. All I said was no, because oh, no, so, you're trying oh to make us sound. Oh my like, God! If we beat, oh, if we beat the Cowboys, oh my, oh my
0: God, bro, bro, you're making us sound. Like, this Tom You're Brady. It sound like. Come on, bro. It's Tom, really Brady, versus really the is. I it's Tom Brady versus the Cowboys. I the Cowboys. Twenty minutes <sighs> later. Keep going back. You keep going back. You keep going back to like the season. season. Doesn't matter. You keep going back to the season when that shit does not matter. Are we in the so playoffs we or are we in the matter. regular so season? Also, what, the what we saw doesn't matter. Playoffs? Are we in the playoffs or are we in the regular season? The, the Seahawks are in the, the fucking playoffs, and we don't. In pay. The playoffs, my nigga. Okay, what the fuck are we arguing about, bro? What the fuck are we arguing about? Because you're putting words in my mouth. I'm not putting anything in your fucking mouth. You keep going back to the regular fucking season, and I'm talking about the playoffs. You niggas came in with championship expectations, and y'all niggas, if y'all niggas losing the Everybody first round, it's a disappointment Yes, you niggas have fucking Tom Brady on your team, bro. Anything less than greatness is a fucking disappointment. Yes, nigga. Tom Brady played sure terrible. What, the season. fuck you did during the season, my nigga. It don't matter what the fuck you did. Do you niggas still have a chance to win the Super Bowl? Do you niggas still have a chance not to win the Super
1: Bowl? We did during the season.
0: Do you have a fucking chance to win the Super Bowl, Agra Martin? We're yes, in the you playoffs. We're in the playoffs. The Seahawks the playoffs, got a chance bro. to win the Super Bowl. That don't mean you're looking for them to win have, it. Everybody has a fucking chance in the playoffs. What are we talking about, bro? The fuck are we arguing about?
1: How are you gonna say what happened during the regular season doesn't matter?
0: the regular season is so proof of did what you, should happen Did you make it to the playoffs? Do you niggas have a chance? That's
1: yes. Great. The bottom of the barrel, Quincy and man.
0: Okay. Okay. Yes. You made the fucking playoffs though, bro. It's a no fucking season. Stop acting like y'all niggas some hoes and oh my god, we shouldn't have an expectation to beat the damn Cowboys. Y'all should have an expectation to beat them niggas. Y'all playing at home and have similar talent. Come the fuck on, bro. Y'all niggas won as me because I'm an eight and nine season. Y'all Nobody niggas and on y'all team at home in the playoffs. Fuck out of here, bro.
1: And that's you're literally why I said we have a chance. Come on. That's literally, that's literally why I said we have a chance, bro. Hey, who you got? Who you got? Then we move on. Who you got? I'm picking the buttons regardless. Okay. That's my saying I'm
0: picking up what you're talking about bro I don't even know what we're arguing are about moving because on because you keep putting words bro. oh it you don't know. even matter bro it don't matter we're moving on we spent too much time on that all right let's talk about Aaron Rodgers bro so we see the uh the ending of that Lions and Packers game that's been the talk of the town Aaron Rodgers had some cryptic comments after the game saying that yeah I don't know if I'm gonna be back uh I have to take some time he says it out for after like almost every season so we don't know how much stock we can really put into it but it really felt final. Everybody was saying that final walk-off when he was walking with Randall Cobb in the locker room. It really felt final. So is Aaron Rodgers done after this season? Is this his last year? What's this his last year?
1: Yeah, I really don't expect to see him back at this point. Um, the way he walked off of Randall Cobb, the way he didn't want to trade his jersey with anybody at the end of the game, the way he was talking in the post-game press conference, he he done, bro. Like You can't have the type of ending that you have and make it seem so emotional just to end up saying, hey, I'm back again next season. Like, I, I feel like just hang it up. Like, the division ain't even yours anymore, to be honest. The Lions are going to be on a full comeback next season. The Vikings are showing that, hey, they can at least win the division and get to the playoffs consistently. And outside of the Bears, you 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 had the bottom. I mean, they are going to be way better next year, too. I'm about to say, the Bears got a bunch of picks and a mm-hmm. bunch of cap space, so they have an opportunity. Hey, they're still the Bears. They can still fuck that shit up. But they have an opportunity to still be better than you. So you can't even sit here as Aaron Rodgers. You can't even sit here and say you can confidently win the division anymore, let alone have a deep playoff run. And on top of that, just the lack of communication he had with his receivers throughout the season, the the shit we hear about him, you know, testing his receivers on, mix six, um, on hand signals and he getting frustrated with them because they can't read his fucking mind on what the fuck he got set for them and whatnot. You clearly don't want to build chemistry. You don't care to build chemistry. And it's just a situation where your time is up. So I feel like just end it now. Don't play next season and have another disappointing-ass season because now we're just begging for you to leave. Like, I, I feel Aaron Rodgers is just hanging it up at this point. He first battled Hall of Famer. Just, just end it how you want it right now, bro.
0: Yeah. I, no, I fully agree, bro, because uh, <laughs> it's going to be the same type of thing next year. I don't think the, the Patriots are going to come back and be this this world-beater team in the division. Like, I think this was, I don't know. I don't know if it can get any better for Aaron Rodgers, bro. Even with all the the picks that they have coming up after the Devontae trade, I don't know if I'm just going to see a better team and if they will build with the right pieces around Aaron Rodgers. bro, I think Aaron Rodgers still have the talent. It was just a lot of question marks when you talked about the receivers and the communication between the two. So maybe after a year off season, maybe we can see some improvement. I don't know. Like you said, with the competition raising in the division, and there's so many stalwarts outside of this division that are going to be pans on your side. Like, you're still going to have the 49ers right there. The Eagles are still going to be right there. I mean, you're still going to have all these other teams in the the NFC that you're just not better than. And even with all of the things that you can do, you're not going to be better than them. So are you just playing football to play football, or are you playing football to win? That's one of the things that he has to ask himself this season. You know what I'm saying? Is it worth it to put my body on the line for another season? It's like, no, just retire right now. Like, nothing's wrong with that. But Retire a little yeah. earlier than expected. You know what I'm saying? So I think he is done. Even though he he says this shit after every year, like, I have to evaluate my options and all that type of shit. I think he got a little taste of, like, the game. Wasn't he on a game show this offseason? He was doing Jeopardy yeah, or something yeah. like that. So he's starting to get a little taste of life outside of football as well. So I think that's a role that he ends up going down and saying, I can make my money this way instead of putting my body on it. So I think, yeah. And I think it'll be good for the, the Packers, too, because something that I said this year is that – because it wasn't uh, – I think my man was hurt earlier this year. Aaron Rodgers was hurt throughout this season. And I was like, yeah, they should just start Jordan Love for the rest of the year because the the Packers really need to, to evaluate what they haven't they have fully evaluated. They haven't had a good sample size in what they've had in Jordan Love. So I thought earlier in the season, like midway through the season, that they should have went to him when they were like 4-8. and eight. They ended up coming back and having an opportunity to make the playoffs. But – I think you have to give Jordan Love a chance and see what he is before they make a decision. on So, yeah. Moving on to the NBA topics. We got who are going to be the buyers or sellers at the NBA trade deadline. So this is an interesting topic to me because some a team that we see last year midway through the season really struggled was the Boston Celtics. They were 20 and 21. They really couldn't get anything going. Then halfway through the season, they just exponentially got better and they ended up being the first or second best team in the Eastern Conference. Yep. I think that is what a lot of teams are thinking in their mind of like, that can happen to my team. I see what the Celtics did last year. Our team can do the same thing. But I think it could be an unrealistic expectation to have because what the Celtics did last year was uncanny. We've never seen it before. And I think these teams that we're going to talk about today had that same expectations. but I don't know if they should have them. So let's go through the teams. The Bulls, should they be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? Uh,
1: And it, just so I'm clear on it, when you say buyers and sellers, like buyers in terms of...
0: Trading for somebody. Bring, somebody, bring, somebody. Yeah, like, trading oh, in for... Oh. yeah, Sellers oh, yeah. meaning oh. trading off your assets. Buyers mm-hmm. meaning getting assets. For example, something that the Celtics did last year during the trade deadline, they traded for Derek White. Derek White was right. a key uh component on getting them to the uh, NBA Finals. And... Mm-hmm. Also, I forgot to mention it, the NBA trade deadline is February 9th. It's February 9th, so it's a few weeks away. I was Cor- right around the corner. Yeah, it was right around the corner, right before uh, All-Star Weekend. So, we're starting to get around that time right now. I think a lot of players just got trade eligible or are going to get trade eligible on January 15th, so more people can be eligible to get traded. now. But, yeah, start off with the Bulls. Uh,
1: if I'm the Bulls, uh... I would say I, I would be a buyer if I'm the Bulls, just because you're the 10th seed. Yes, you're 11 games away from the first, but you're you're already. Let's say if the playoffs started today, you're technically in the play-in. You know, so I feel, uh, it wouldn't make sense to sell any of what you have right now because at that point you're already gonna you're already in some type of rebuild as is. You don't want to be at ground zero at a total rebuild if you're the Bills. I think you want to try and keep um, what's called it, Demar DeRozan. Hmm. Uh, you could sell Zach Levine. Sound like you don't want to be there. That that's what.
0: That's what. This is what I'm telling you, bro. Because we had this conversation earlier or earlier in the season because we heard that report about Levine and Demar having that rift, and we don't know if they were going to blow up. They won a couple of games since then, but it's still like it's still a lot of turmoil. Looking like it's going to happen in Chicago. So, do you think they should just blow it up, trade Levine, and just start off from a new? Or should they buy into this season and, like, we could actually make a run? You know
1: what I'm saying? In this I I think they should buy into it just because you don't have to have championship expectations, but you could at least have an expectation to make the playoffs, you get what I'm saying? So I feel they should be buyers in that sense. Although Levine and DeMar DeRozan, they have um, kind of a rift in their relationship right now, I feel adding – um more seasoned players and, and better players to the roster to help elevate the production of the team that could help cause a, a ease in the tension between those two players, at least for this season. And then after this season, you can figure out what you're going to do with um, Zach Levine at that point. But if I'm the Chicago Bulls, I'm definitely a buyer right now because I want to at least make the playoffs since I'm already right outside of it.
0: Gotcha. And who would you say they need right now? What would you think will put them over the top and getting them back uh-huh. in the playoff worse?
1: Mm. Who they need? I don't necessarily know who they would need right now. I don't know what name would jump out to me at the moment. I would say I would say they need another scorer, bro. I, I feel like they need another wing type of player just to um compliment DeMar DeRozan. Cause I, I just feel they they need to be a lot better with scoring.
0: And I I'll move forward with the Bills. I think the Bills should be sellers at this point. The Bills are a sticky situation, man, because I think if fully healthy, this team is in a def- different position than what they are right now. But not having a true point guard is something I think that is hurting them truly right now. I think Lonzo Ball was a perfect piece in what they got last year, and that's why we seeing them good for so much of that season last year until Lonzo got hurt and then their season kind of went down the drain last year. They were first in the East for half of the season. Like, the Bulls were really Oh, yeah, with the Hornets. Like, somebody. Yeah. What's the Bulls. I'm talking about the Bulls, though. No, the Bulls are really looking like somebody halfway yep. through the season, and then they really uh, started to stumble when Lonzo got hurt. I think it's time to sell. I mean, you got Caruso on the team. I think contenders want Caruso. Because even if they make the playoffs, what are you getting out of it? I, I don't know how, how much you're getting out of this. Just the, of the playoffs. Like a, yeah, like a, It's like a moral victory, but it's like, mm-hmm. for what? like, as an organization, what would be better for the organization? With trading for assets that you think can fit better down the line? Is that better? I think that's more so better for the Bulls, and that's what I talked about earlier in the season of, like, just blow it up. If you can trade DeMar right now, I know Levine is kind of hard to trade because he just signed that new contract, but if you can get DeMar off the books and just start from scratch with Levine and just build, I think that's better for this team because I don't know how much they're getting outside of a moral victory from going to the playoffs. I think they can get more from getting assets in this upcoming draft and just building up from the ground up because I don't know how much you're getting. Trading Boots, trading Caruso, all of these teams, all of these players are could be valuable assets to somebody, and they could be somebody that teams would pay a little bit extra to get them. They're not just trading the regular value. I think the Bulls have a lot of interesting pieces that other teams would want, especially contenders. So I would say sellers. Moving on to the next one, I would say the Hawks. Sellers or buyers at the trade deadline.
1: Mm. Damn, that's another hard one.
0: Uh... We just heard the news with Trey Young about that report about if Trey Young is going to be demanding the trade anytime soon. Currently, they are ninth in the Eastern Conference, sitting at nineteen and twenty-two.
1: They're right above the Bulls.
0: They're right above the Bulls, so it's the same position where a lot of people had expectations where they were going to be a top-five seed. They got Dejounte, they got Trey Young, they still got a lot of young pieces.
1: I would say you got to be a buyer if you few the Hawks. It, it makes no sense to blow it all up right now. You spent the last two to three years building what you have right now, and I think it would just be a spit in the face to the fans to just say, oh, well, it's time to rebuild. We're going to just give away two to three big pieces, and we're just going to start fresh and, and go to the draft and hope free agency we land somebody after draft picks. I feel like that's just a spit in the face to the fans of Atlanta. So I feel like you got to be buyers. You got to find a way to, to get – at least one to two more pieces to make this work as best as possible with Trey Young to make him want to stay. Because if you're Atlanta, if you trade off on Trey Young, you have no face of the franchise anymore at that point. And now you're searching again for that. And you're just an unidentified team at that point. I think you got to keep Trey. You got to keep um, at least one to two big name players with them. So I'm biased if I'm Atlanta.
0: Somebody that we've always heard in the trade talk for the Hawks is John Collins. We've always heard him in the uh, other trade talks. But I still don't think he gets traded. I think it's been three years he's been in the trade talk around the trade deadline time. I still don't think he gets traded. I told y'all since the beginning of the season, I think they need a new offensive system in place. bro. I think they have the talent necessary to win games, to be a fifth seed or a top five seed in the Eastern Conference. The offensive system that they're running is not going to work. The whole trade doing the same thing he did last year when you have a dynamic playmaker like DeJounte. The same old things is not going to work this year, bro. So I I would be buyers. I would be buyers. Or I would just stand pat. But I would just change things offensively, bro. And I think that's what would be so much better. And I think something with the Hawks, too. A lot of the players that they were spending a bigger jump from. And somebody I thought was going to be way better than he is this year, DeAndre Hunter. I thought yeah. he was going to take a big jump because he had some flashes – in that Heat series last year, well, I was like, whoa. I mean, he was dropping 30 points uh, in the playoff games and the, the Heat had like a top five defense last year. He's going up against Jimmy Butler, P.J. Tucker, Bam out of Bayou and getting buckets on consistently. I was like, okay, if he can do this next year, you add DeJounte to it. I'm like, the Hawks can be in serious business, but we haven't seen that jump from him like I thought we would have. You know what I'm saying? So I think the internal growth from the, the Hawks hasn't been as good as what I wanted it either. But I don't blame it more so on that, more so that they have to bring stuff in. They have the pieces, it's just not coming together. Mm. Moving on, we got the Raptors, buyers or sellers? Uh,
1: huh. I'd say sellers at at this point. You got to sell, get some, uh, what you call it? Um, Try to get a free agent to come there, sell some pieces and trade in so you can get somebody with Scotty Barnes. Yeah. I, I ain't even watched the Raptors that much this season, honestly. Shit. But I was in sellers.
0: Yeah, because our Raptors are a team that a lot of people, I don't know if they had high expectations for them, but it was an intriguing team because the, the build of their team is so unique with having everybody on their team from the 2-5 through five position is six eight long, can step in the passing lanes only person that feels like isn't 6'8 is Fred Van Vliet. but feel like everybody else is 6'8 yeah. and long or, or higher at this point. I mean, but a lot of people from the Raptors that we're hearing in trade talks right now is Pascal Siakam. We're hearing him on the trade block. Uh, we're hearing uh, OG Ananobi is a real hot name. Well, a lot of people think he's the hottest name come uh, trade deadline time. Then you got Gary Trent is being thrown in those conversations. Fred Van Vliet is even being thrown in those conversations. The only person that they're currently saying that is untouchable, yeah, Scotty Barnes, and he hasn't even had the best seasons because it's just a, a, clunk, a clunky mode that we're seeing. It looked intriguing with uh, what they were trying to do, but it just hasn't worked. So I think they should be sellers. I think trading somebody like OG for a center, they need a center, bro. Having everybody that's six eight, you can't guard somebody like the, the bigs of the bigs, like NB, who you're going to have to see in the playoffs. Like They need more size at the center position. If they were a team that could have gotten Rudy Gobert, that's the team that would have been elevated if they get a Rudy Gobert. You know what I'm saying? Not the Timberwolves <laughs> when you add in with current Anthony Towns. They need a center, though. I don't know who else could be on the trade block that they could potentially get. It's not currently popping in my mind, but they need a true center on their team. Now, I think they can really elevate them. But like I said, there's a lot of people on the trade block right now. Currently, they're 11th in the Eastern Conference, 18 and 23. They're kind of stuck in no man's land. It's like, should we just tank for a pick or should we actually make a run for the play-in? Yeah, a lot of these teams that we're talking about are in that same type of position of where should we get yeah. or make the playoffs?
1: The the Raptors, I I wouldn't have any high expectations if I'm even if I'm in the Raptors organization, like we we don't have a team capable of making any type of playoff run at the moment. I think with the Hawks, there's talent on that team to do something. You get what I'm saying? Like with the Bulls, there's talent. We had questions of why the Bulls weren't doing that good. Because of the fact they add talent on the team, I think the Raptors are a different situation. I think they're a situation where it's like, yeah, we need more talent to surround with the face of the franchise right now, which is Scotty Barnes. He's not playing that well, but he is the last person we're trying to give up in any type of trade rumor. so. The Raptors are in a different seat than these other two teams to where no, no need to make the playoffs because if you do, we know what's going to happen. First round sweep. So Yeah. And yeah,
0: I'm I'm very intrigued to see if they trade Pascal and where he gets traded to, because he's playing at an all-star, all-NBA level once again this year. So if he's available for a contender, bro, for the right price, I know the Raptors are a team who really love to uh, elevate their their price for a lot of their their players for their star players. But if they could end up getting, if somebody can get Pascal Siakam, and I to the team, that would
1: be I'll send him to the Knicks. I put Pascal Siakam on the Knicks. Who would I put
0: Pascal on, bro? Damn, I don't even know where I would trade him to. Damn.
1: The Knicks, bro. I'm telling you. They got Drew Randall. They're playing straight, though. The Knicks playing good, though, bro. I don't know if I want to fuck it up right now. You want Pascal Siakam or Mitchell Robinson? (laughs) That's the question.
0: (laughs) You're going to have to trade more than that. You're going to have to
1: pray trade like No. No, I know. I'm just saying. But like, um. Damn. I ain't going to lie. I would give up. The Kings? I would give up Mitchell Robinson, Emmanuel Quickly, and three picks.
0: I, I think I like him with the Kings. If he can get with the Kings, that would be pretty solid. With what they're doing right now in the office of system that is in place, I like him with the Kings. You trade Keegan Murray, you just drafted him with a top four pick. So that's value. You trade uh, Davion Mitchell. You just drafted him top 10 last year. That's two top 10 picks that you traded. Trade a couple of firsts. Uh, so a big contract to make the money work, probably like a Harrison Barnes. Damn, hit that. The Kings will work a little bit. The Kings will work a little bit. The Kings will work. You ask Sabonis, De'Aaron, Kevin Herter, and, uh, and Siakam? And they're currently already fourth in the the Western Conference. You ask Siakam to that? I oh, don't know. They're working a little bit. They're working
1: a little I was, bit. I was thinking about the Trailblazers, too.
0: Trailblazers, do. They just got Jeremy, though. You think he gonna fit with Jeremy, though?
1: Wait, they got who? Jer- oh, Jeremy. yeah, Jeremy Grant. Damn, they got mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant. Damn. Mm. Yeah, never mind. Cause I was that's thinking somebody... him and Nurkic. I was thinking him and Nurkic. That'd be a... Mm-hmm.
0: That's, some, that's somebody that the, the Trailblazers do need. Another yeah. score. I think mean, the Trailblazers still need everything. But...
1: No, I, I wouldn't trade Nurkic, but I'm saying, like, if Siakam gets added to that roster, and then mm. you can shit, You have you can have Siakam play the four. Honestly, you can stay yeah. at Kirkus. Yeah, he played it for Vice versa. So, That's why
0: I say that they're just like the Bulls where they have a lot of interesting pieces that contenders would want. And like I said, OG Ananobi is the hottest name right now. His value, I'm hearing, is through the roof. That's why nobody has traded for him at this second. But a lot of teams want him. I've heard the Heat. I've heard the Knicks. I've heard almost every team wants to get their hand on him because he's playing at like one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA right now. And he's giving you like 16, 17 a game on the offensive end as well. So a lot of teams want to get their hands on him. So I would like I said before, I would say sellers. Moving on, I would uh, move on to the Lakers. Lakers buyers or sellers. They are currently <laughs> they're currently 12th in the Western Conference, 19 and twenty-two, but they're only a game back of the seventh seed. And they're only two games back of the fifth seed in the Mavericks. So they're still right there. The Western Conference is a little different because it's not as wide as the Eastern Conference in terms of the gap in between, like, the top five teams and everybody else. Like, all of these teams are still in contention. So if they make a couple of trades, it's like the Lakers could be right back in the thick of it.
1: I would say – I would still say sell just because of the fact Braun, I think Braun want to get traded. <laughs> Braun don't want to be a damn Laker no more, bro. Because what he's been saying in a lot of these interviews and press conferences, he doesn't like the fact he's on a losing team right now. I know the gap isn't as um, wide to get back into a real playoff. Not playoff, run, but a real like um deep playoff run. But can we count on them to win the game still? Can Anthony Davis still stay healthy? When he comes back, which is always sixty forty, no, Ken Russell on Westbrook? He's been playing well as a six man this year, but even when he gets twenty and ten, and Braun gets thirty ten and fifteen, like it's still not enough.
0: If you sell the team, if so who are you? Who are you predicting the trade then?
1: Braun. Shit, Brian, yeah, Brian or AD or. Hey! If, if I'm the Lakers, I would blow this shit up. I, I, I want to go tell where he could win right now, bro. Okay. Because Brian, Brian is like, he's at that point now, bro, with Tom Brady. Just put me in the right system. And my little extra on um- Miami, get us what we
0: come on to Miami, bro. We'll, ta- we'll take, you back to open
1: We'll open up. We'll, we'll take
0: you, bro. We'll you, and y'all can have Hero on about the niggas. Hey, Bam Butler and Brian. we
1: winning this. Yeah. I gotta come go. On, up, come bro. on, come on, bro.
0: We'll take you back. We'll take you. Let's
1: and nigga Quincy. You, always, he always started Let's getting get Hero. Damn. Hey, bro. You, bro.
0: hey <laughs> we've missed on so many niggas this offseason that we playing so <laughs> trash that Brian would lift this team. Oh my god. And we can get Brian on this team on no bullshit. If we get Ronald, we win in the championship. That's, yes, I know. If we keep Butler and Bam, we win. I'm about
1: to say who are, who are we keeping? Uh, hold on, hold on, one second.
0: Are we beating Bam? Are we beating Giannis them? Are we beating Jay Tatum?
1: Oh yeah, we will do that shit. Because we, no, i was about to to say, at
0: We almost beat guy. the Celtics last year just with Jimmy. You add Ron?
1: Yeah, I fuck with it.
0: I know, I know, I know, and this, this is the thing. I'm glad we ended this conversation because I you I, I want to talk about this for a minute. But if we, I know Brian is 39. I know Brian, he ain't as healthy as he always been. I just get 60 yards for a season, nigga. I'm cool. Just Brian be healthy for the playoffs type shit. We win in the ship. We win in the ship. And I'll, I would mortgage my future of hero and all the mother niggas, first round picks and all that, for two years of Brian. Give me two years. Give me two good years left. I'm cool. I'm
1: I wouldn't good. say I wouldn't say we would just outright win the chip, but we will have a top 2 team in the east chance of getting to the chip. That that's what I would say. I ain't just going outright say we are going to win it cuz Bron's still damn near 40. He playing off the vets. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, he no, still no damn near no,
0: 40. You hey, still not and <laughs> all them niggas, but how Bron is playing right like Bron is still giving niggas 35-40. I mean, and he's 39 or 37. So what happened,
1: 37? He's he 38.
0: He, just, he 30, just turned 38. You're right. It's like, bro, if he's still doing this, give me two more years like this, bro. Like we've seen, bro, hurt this year. But I don't even need you to play every game. Bro. Just give me 55, 60 games and be healthy for the playoffs. We're good. I'm confident that the Heat with Butler, Bam, and Bron winning it. We winning it. We went in it, bro. That's why I said I would trade hero. I would trade everything. I would trade my picks. I would trade Nikola Jokic. I would trade every asset I have for two years of LeBron James. Because, Buck, like, I, I told you this last year, we only got a couple more years of Prime Butler before he starts. The oh, yeah. We got to take advantage of this now, bro. So, if you're going to tell me two more years of Bron, I would take it. No question about it, bro. I would take it right now. I would take it right now.
1: yeah. Hey. I still got my bronze jersey, Miami Heat bronze. Jersey. No need for yeah. Photoshop. <laughs> the one that say, "Uh, the one where they had the nicknames on the <laughs> jersey, but yeah, I had the yeah, King James yeah. one. It's in my closet right now.
0: Was it the sleeve joint? What, did they have the sleeves on it?
1: No, nah, I, ain't, I ain't fold the sleeve one. Oh, no, the sleeves was when he was at Cleveland, though. I the sleeve. Yeah, on. yeah, okay, yeah. Well, okay. no, they, they had the, all, the Miami Heat Christmas
0: they did. That's what I thought. They did have the Miami sleeves.
1: Yeah, I I ain't like them though. I ain't like. Yeah, them. I, I never liked the sleeve. But I remember Brian had ripped his sleeves one game. That's yeah, because he wasn't fucking with,
0: with that. Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm glad you brought up that Brown point, bro. And I would say, I would say that happens in the off season. He gets traded <laughs> from the Lakers, but I do think that happens though. But I think they end up trading Westbrook, and there are two remaining first round picks for something like a. Uh, they need Miles Turner and Buddy Hill. I think that would be a big deal if they can get some players like that just to add to the wins. Because we're seeing them win games against good teams where just one of their stars are playing. Like, Jess Brown is beating good teams. Like, Jess AD was beating good teams. Like, if we have them healthy, I'm not saying for the whole season, but just for, like, a playoff stretch, and you added somebody like Buddy Hill, Miles Turner to the mix, you already got some interesting pieces with Lonnie, it's like, hey! You got you got some pieces now where you can compete. You're not winning. I don't think you win. I don't know if you beat the 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 nugs or the maybe you beat the Nuggets, but I don't know if you beat the warriors and all that. But you have a a fighting chance now than what you do right now. They're probably they're going to be a first round exit most likely. So I will yeah. be buyers right now. I'd be buyers if I was Lakers. I really would. But they're they're currently questioning if they should trade those 2027 and 2029 first round picks because that's more so going to be. Oh, boy. Y'all
1: thinking about some, sh- the Lakers kill me, bro. Y'all are thinking about shit. What year is it? 2023, six, seven years down the line. If y'all don't play to win now, y'all have LeBron James play to win right now. Why are y'all so worried about the damn future? Y'all are one of the most decorated championship teams in the league. The standard will always be high as fuck for y'all. We don't care. Just try to win now while you have the opportunity. Y'all worrying about the future and shit. We don't know who's gonna be in that damn twenty twenty seven, twenty twenty nine draft right now, off top of our heads. Like, come on, bro, play to win. Now the the Lakers are aggravating. That's why Braun want to leave because he's yeah. like, y'all worrying about. I ain't even gonna be in the league no more with them damn picks y'all. Yeah, for sure. and that's what y'all worried about. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, I fully agree.
0: Moving on to the next team, we got the Wizards. Buyers and sellers at the deadline. Currently, they are twelfth in the Eastern Conference, eighteen and twenty four. So, once again, lottery or playing type of situation?
1: I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't paid attention to the Wizards all damn season, but buy everything. Buy everything you goddamn can just to put yourself in some in somebody conversation. Nobody is talking about you. We talk about the Pistons more than we talk about the goddamn Wizards because the Pistons actually did well with their draft, and they know what they're doing. The Wizards have not been relevant since Prime John Wall, and that was a while ago so buy, buy everything if you can Wizards, buy everything, get whoever the fuck want to come there, don't worry about the future like the Lakers
0: I would say sell, I would say sell everything man, I would sell Kuzma is, is having a good year, that's somebody else I want the heat to pick up if possible, but Kuzman's is having a good year, poor Ziggits is having an all-star level season as well Definitely flying
1: under the radar because I the team totally is really not a Porzingis was on the goddamn Wizards yeah. because they're the Wizards and nobody cares about the Wizards. That's where you go to for your career to die. We used to say that about Detroit, but now we're saying that about Washington, bro. You go to Washington for your career to die, bro.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, I would I would definitely say, bro, I think they can get a lot of assets, just like we talked about earlier. These contending teams will play a hefty value for these players like Kuzma, who's having a play on a great year and Porzingis. Trade and get as much value as possible. Because it don't matter at this point. Bradley Beal wants to play in this hellhole. Nobody wants to trade for him at this point. He already like 30, 32 years old. You ain't gonna
1: trade that I'm not having sympathy.
0: Exactly, exactly, exactly. He wants to play in that shithole. So had that nigga play with the worst possible players. Maybe that nigga going out for me. him <laughs> play with complete trash and then that nigga maybe won one out for me. But yeah, let that nigga suffer. Let that nigga <laughs> suffer for sure. <laughs> Definitely selling you know, besides and uh, last team, the Heat fires sellers.
1: I thought you was going to say the Magic. Uh, <laughs> the Heat. The
0: are currently eighth in the Eastern Conference. They're 23-20. and 20. They just got a win against the Bucs tonight, but they're still eighth. They're still in that situation where they haven't played great this year. They've had some flashes of good games, but then they've also played bad a lot of games. So one of the middle of the pack teams.
1: I ain't selling Hero. I know that's what you want me to say, but I ain't going to do it. Be buyers, Miami. Be buyers. I love Hero. 14 all the way, the hero.
0: Hey, I'm saving Hero for that broad trade in the offseason. I wouldn't trade him right now. I wouldn't trade him right now. But I think they should be buyers in terms of uh, filling that power four position, bro. They need a Yeah, We need more size next to Bam. We have Caleb Martin starting at the four, and that's not enough. And that's six five. That's not enough size, bro. They need somebody like a Kuzma, like an OG Adanova, you know what I'm saying? Somebody along the lines of that who could fill that position. Because I know P.J. Tucker was getting old, and he was only 6'5", but he played like a big, bro. And we are having trouble rebounding, and we're having trouble being tough in the paint because we're missing him, and his presence is so much. So we need another four right now. So I would say bye to get a four-man. So I would say buyers for the Heat. Save Hero for the all We'll start this six. For LeBron. We'll trade him for LeBron and all But... Uh, Anything else you want to talk about with the NBA, bro, before we move on?
1: Uh oh, KD is out for a while. Yep. Uh, I think we talked about that a little bit That's last what? week. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Kyrie has a, a chance to um build some type of an MVP case with KD being out? Mm,
0: not really. But, um, I know he's the
1: bad boy of the league and whatnot, yeah. but
0: not really. I think he could keep this team above. I think how well this team was playing. He could keep the team above uh, above water and have them shredding water while KD is out. But KD was the the one, the straw that was stirring this entire drink. So I think no, but he could still have an all-star all-NBA type of season, though. True. All right, and moving on to two-hour Wednesday, what you got?
1: All right, so I got a few for this week. So first one. Kirby Smart will surpass Nick Saban as the GOAT college football coach. Too wild or not too wild. We just talked about that dynasty for Alabama ending and Georgia's beginning. So two chips back to back already for Kirby Smart. And he's going it's not like he's gonna be there for a minute now. But I just gotta know, will Kobe will Kirby Smart pass Nick Saban as the college football on GOAT? It's hard to stay at that top, man.
0: I think only a few people can do it, and Nick Saban was one of them. So I would say too wild, especially with the uh, expanded playoff. I think it gives other teams a, a chance, and that, but that means more of a chance to knock Georgia off. So I would say too wild. I don't know if he gets to that point of Nick Saban because Nick Saban feels like a God-level like a god level tier in college football. I don't know if he, Kirby gets there, but he'll be in that, that second tier. I think he wins a couple more by the end when he's done. I think he wins two or three more. I don't know if he's winning seven like Nick though. He ain't winning seven like Nick.
1: I thought Nick had six. He got seven.
0: I think. He, I did. I think they won in twenty twenty, right? I think that was his seventh one.
1: Either way, he either way Kirby about four or five away. He already yeah. got two back to back. So hey, it's possible now. If Georgia three peats next year, I had that conversation again, bro. If Georgia three peats in twenty twenty three for the 2023-2024 season. We got to have this conversation again. I say not too wild. I think it's definitely possible. I think we're seeing, um, like I said before, the student has already surpassed the master. Now, can he stay ahead of the master? That's George what I was about to say. Can he stay above him, though? If Georgia stays number one throughout the whole season and a three-peat, has anyone ever 3 That's the question right now. Probably the old Alabama. Oh, when
0: they had uh, my man, I'm blanking on his name.
1: Man, if they do that, bro. Red Bryant.
0: Red Bryant was his name. They probably threw a pity with him.
1: If they do that, Kirby Smart got that on. He got that argument, bro. So I say not too wild for that.
0: Yeah, I I would say it it, it honestly feels like the Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes type of argument where Brady is starting to transition out of the NFL and Mahomes is starting to actually pick it up. Mahomes already has a championship and everybody has that conversation of like Mahomes is going to catch him. But it's like, bro, Brady is so high. It's like it's so hard to catch a nigga like that when he's on God level T. We have to yeah. just see a play out. I don't know if he does it, bro. I don't think he does it. And I just looked it up. He does have seven. He won one in, um, in 2003 with LSU. He won six yeah. with Alabama. So he has seven in total. But I don't know if uh, Kirby gets to that point. And I think Alabama is still want to be in the conversation with It's not like Alabama's just going to go away. Alabama's yeah, still going yeah. to be right
1: there next gonna gonna right to Georgia every year. Hey. So, yeah. And Brian Kelly, he's going to try and get LSU Brian back Kelly in the right wait. Yep. So he
0: want to put LSU back on the map. So it's going to be more competition. And then you got to think about the SEC is expanding. We got Texas coming in. Oklahoma is coming in. So more competition in your conference alone is going to, be, I, that's going to be tough, bro. It's just something that we have to continue to monitor.
1: It's too bad my sorry-ass Gators ain't going to be in the conversation.
0: <laughs> no, we really not. We really not, though. All right, next uh, you one. You got one? No, I ain't got one.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, next one. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa's career as a starter is officially over. Too wild or not too wild?
0: Not too wild. Well, what I've been saying with these backups, they have no backup plans. Speaking of what we were just talking about with Lamar Jackson, Tua is their best option. We just need him to stay healthy. But, yeah. I think two is still a good quarterback. That quarterback that I seen for the first 11, 12 games, I think is the quarterback of uh, future quarterback of this team, unless they
1: get Lamar Jackson. So you say yeah. two wild?
0: Oh yeah, two wild, two wild for two wild, too What was the question? What was the statement again?
1: So I ain't tripping. His career as a starter is officially over.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, two wild, two wild, out, two wild, two wild. Yeah, he's he's going to be the quarterback unless they get uh, uh, what's the name? Get
1: Lamar Jackson or something. I I say not too wild. I don't think it'll happen. I think. Starter, but I don't think it's too wild to to have the notion of, hey, this man way too injured. Are you, what,
0: but what are you saying, though? Are you saying because of
1: injury or are you more so saying because of talent? Because of injury. Because of the fact he can't stay healthy. Do you really want Tua Tagovailoa to be your starting quarterback confidently? Like, do you confidently want to make him your starter when yeah. you don't even know if he's going to survive half of the damn season every season? That's a big question mark, bro. I don't know if I could put all my chips on somebody, I can't even count to have nine games in the season. He's
0: still your best option, bro. I know, I know, from a tourist perspective, that's pretty dangerous to come back from three concussions. But he's still your best option if he wants to come back and play football. He's still a starter in this league. He's a top fifteen, top ten quarterback in this league. When healthy, so I think yes, he's a starter. And like, who who are you gonna uh, replace him with, Teddy Bridgewater? Like, we supposed to be having niggas like that starting over Tua? Like no, nah, if healthy, he he's over them. He's over them
1: for sure. Well, if he gets he's traded, on.
0: he's traded. He's still gonna be the starter in Baltimore or wherever he gets traded to. He's still gonna be the starter on those teams. So, like I said, even though I was saying yeah, I would trade two for Lamar, I'm not shitting on two. It's just that Lamar is the better quarterback. better for is he, and I still think he's a starter in this league, and I think he's still gonna be a good
1: quarterback. Mm. Uh, next one, whose career? Has a bigger upside possibility at this moment, Daniel Jones or Derek Carr? It's that question I told you about earlier. I just I want you to really. It's, say it's, it's Daniel Jones to me, who has more potential for a, a upside in their career.
0: Oh yeah, Derek Carr is going to get traded to the, the 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 Colts, where his career is going to die, and Daniel Jones is going to thrive with the Giants for the next couple of years. I, I really do. Daniel Jones has shown me a lot. If this season hasn't shown you what he's capable of, I don't think anything else will prove to you that he's, he's a starter in the future of the Giants franchise. The fact that he did this, even though the defense has been good this season, the fact that he's done this with no receivers, bro. any other, any other person who had these type of weapons, like we complain about Lamar all the time not having weapons, he has a Lamar level of weapons on his team. Probably worse because he has no Mark Andrews on his team. He has you yeah. couldn't name me a uh, Giants wide receiver.
1: I, I mean, one. I I,
0: that's what I'm saying. They got niggas like Darius Slate and Richie James, <laughs> niggas that you wouldn't even know, and he's making <laughs> shit.
1: They got somebody named Richie that he throw the ball to. You, you,
0: you know <laughs> <what I'm laughs> saying? So he making shit work with wide receivers that you don't even know. And I think they're going to surround some talent around him because he's proving that he's the future
1: of the Giants franchise.
0: Though. So I would say the Giants mm-hmm. for, sure, or the, the, I for, th- for sure.
1: I thought she would have said Derrick Carr.
0: I was like, and damn. I don't, Derek Carr, Derek Carr done, bro.
1: You think he going to the Colts, though? I think he'll go somewhere better than the Colts.
0: Nah. I think his career is going to die wherever he goes. I think Derek Carr, I love Derek Carr, but I told you, I told you. That that crying shit turned me off from Derek. Carr, though. I'm telling you, when that nigga was crying, hey, t- I was a fan until I seen that shit. He tried to pull that T-Bone shit and then lost the next week. Uh, I said, nah, no. that, 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 that ain't, nah, I ain't rooting for, no for this nigga no more, bro. I ain't rooting for this nigga no more, bro. I see. I see it because uh, yeah, it came out with some social media post today about saying yeah. you know saying goodbye to the Raiders organization. I was just like, mm-hmm. get your ass. You <laughs> <laughs> was crying on the stand. Get your ass on. He lost the next week.
1: Damn. I would agree though that it's Daniel Jones. Um, Daniel Jones only threw like five picks this year. Granted, he ain't had that many damn touchdowns to go with it. But you got Saquon Barkley in the backfield. You ain't got to throw the ball that many times. But the fact that he's only thrown five picks. He had a completion percentage this year of sixty-seven. So you throwing damn near seventy percent, your best average, like your best averages across the board, your entire career so far. Like I, I gotta say, Daniel, with I'm no weapons, <laughs> with no weapons. So just imagine if, like how you said, you wanted Odell to go back to the Giants. Just imagine if he gets a Odell level receiver, or even somebody healthier and younger than Odell. Just imagine what Daniel Jones could do, bro. Could we be seeing? And take the Super Bowls out of it, but just from a level of winning and production, do you think we could see, like, the next Eli Manning type of quarterback for the Giants? For sure.
0: For sure. Because Eli Manning, we always talk about it. He was never the greatest quarterback in the regular
1: season. He was hardly ever a top ten quarterback.
0: That's what I'm saying. But he had playoff moments that made him a Hall of Famer. I don't know if he's going to have that type of – but I think he's going to be on that Eli Manning regular season level where he's a good quarterback. Like, he's a quarterback that you can win with. you got to have the pieces around him, obviously. Like I said, they have a good defense. They have Saquon Barkley. The offensive line has played way better this year. But he's good. You know what I'm saying? He's on that fringe, like, top 15. or He's like a top 15 quarterback. Like, he's solidified top 15,
1: for sure. I agree. Damn, I really thought um, I was going to get with <laughs> no, I that. Boy, I thought he was going to go on a whole Derek Carr soapbox. No, I <laughs>
0: Ever since I seen that nigga crying on his subbacks, I said, "Nah, I'm that nigga."
1: <laughs> Got another one. Oh who, uh, yeah, who's more to blame if this Cowboys season falls short, Dak Prescott or um, Mike McCarthy?
0: I'm done with just blaming certain people. It's the it's organizational failure.
1: Oh yeah, it's them as a whole. But who who would get more blame in the situation?
0: Oh, who would get more blame? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Neither one would like, get all the blame. But yeah, we- I'm about to say McCarthy. McCarthy probably getting fired if they lose to the Bucks this week, which we predicted. I think McCarthy gets fired this week, even after a good season, bro. You haven't gotten it done in the playoffs, and that means something for the Cowboys fans, bro. They're gonna look for an upgrade somehow. Um, so I think McCarthy gets more. You're locked in with the deck, so yeah, we're gonna hear a lot of deck slander, but I think it just depends on how he plays in this game. If we see Dak just fold, it's gonna be more on deck. But if we see Dak have it all the way to the end, they're going to more so blame Mike, uh, Mike McCarthy for not having it, you know, getting it done. It just depends on how the final game ends.
1: But, but that's the thing, though, bro. The last seven games for, for Dak, he's thrown a pick in every single one of them. He's had multiple pick sixes within the last five weeks. Like, that's something you got to think about going into this possible last game of the season if you lose. Like, I understand Mike McCarthy will probably get fired. I don't think he would deserve to get fired, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does just based off how Jerry Jones is. I think Mike McCarthy did a solid job this year coaching. I think they have pretty decent offensive schemes. Now, whether they worked or not, I think that's on the players at that point. We got to put a lot more on this on the players this year for just not getting shit done. I don't think the play calling was bad and not as bad as last year. I think the defense played on um, well for at least majority of the season. And this is the first time they've gone back to back 12 and 5, 12 plus win seasons back to back in who knows how damn long. So I think Mike McCarthy has done okay. They do have championship standards, like you said, but he could have, Mike McCarthy could have done a lot worse at coaching for him to just lose his job. But I wouldn't be surprised. Cause-
0: I was about to say, it's the standard that they have, bro. That's why I said I just can't blame one person or the coach because it's organizational, bro. And it's a track record with you guys. It's just not, whoa, this year you guys folded. It's like year after year, it's the same old story. Come play all time, y'all boys just fold. That's why the Bucs are only a three-point underdog and they play had the season they had because everybody still believes that they have Tom Brady and they still going thump you all that. It's like, niggas still believe in that shit. So that's why I said you just can't blame one person. Then you got to look at the defense too. So how is the defense going to play? We talked about earlier in the season, this is going to be a championship Super Bowl level defense. The defense hasn't been playing that well either. Well, you could talk about just this past week against the Commanders. The Commanders had a third-string fucking quarterback, and they blew their ass out twenty-six.
1: Damn, how?
0: You know what I'm saying? So you got to look at everybody. It's just not one person that's folding for the Cowboys usually. It's usually the whole team. <laughs> so that's why I said, bro, I just can't blame one person. Yeah, you can say it just depends on how they play, obviously, in this last game, but it's an organization.
1: And last one, who has the better chance of making the Western Conference Finals, the Sacramento Kings or the Golden State Warriors? Oh, Golden State.
0: I don't care what their ranking is right now. <laughs> Golden State still <laughs> – I still have Golden State as, like, being a top two contender. Probably number one for me. Like, I don't i don't care that they're at eighth right now. I told you how jumbled it is in the Western Conference. Like, if they go on a three-game winning streak, them boys would be, like, a top three seed in the Western Conference. Like, that's how jumbled it is. But the the way – clay is talking about nobody's talking about clay clay is getting back in that groove steph just came back from the other shoulder injury he's got to catch get his rhythm again from what he was earlier in the season Poole is playing at a high level and some key role players that we expected the young boys like the wise men's the Moody's, the the Kumingas to really step up but they've really got some g leaguers on their team that are really making that step to be role players like the anthony lambs the Dante uh-huh. DiVincenzos. You know what I'm saying? Players like that are becoming clear role players for this team and are taking big strides in this system. So I think the Warriors will be back in that conversation for a, a finals. Clay is already back into, a, like, finals playoff form, that, which I'm happy about. Draymond is doing Draymond things. Looney is doing Looney things. So I think I would say the, the the Warriors easily. I'm just glad the Kings will make the playoffs this year. That's all. i
1: I'm just glad I, w- I was going to say, is, <laughs> as great as the Kings are playing and as much as they're damn near overachieving at this point, I think making the playoffs and possibly winning a playoff series, I feel like that's that's good enough for us as fans to say how the King season goes. But I think the Warriors, yeah, regardless of what seed they are, if as long as everybody's healthy, I don't give a damn if they're the eighth seed or the ninth or tenth seed in the play-in trying to get into the playoffs. As long as the Warriors have a chance, I think they could do it.
0: Because somebody asked me a question this week, bro. They said because he had heard the podcast last week, he was like, do you truly believe if the Nuggets were to, or if the Nuggets or the Pelicans were to see the Warriors in the playoffs, do you believe those teams will beat the Warriors? And even though I think those teams are hungrier than the Warriors, I couldn't get myself to fully believe and say yes. I really couldn't. Like, I would was, I was still pick the Warriors even over the top teams in the, uh, in the Western Conference right now, bro. Even though the Pelicans, even though they're hurt right now, had a great season. Nuggets are uh, great right now. Top two seed in the Western Conference. It's still the Warriors. Like, they, we have, they have a championship pedigree that I, they, I just can't look away from and say, yeah, these other teams are going to get it done. All, if the, all of their stars are healthy, it's going to be Golden State again. It's going to be Golden State again. It's, it's tough to say anybody else. When looking at that system in place all right moving on to social media wants to know we got what would you do if the casino takes your money
1: yeah so this lady been going viral on social media recently so a woman hit for 43 million dollars on the slot machine at a casino but the casino claims it was a malfunction and offered her a steak dinner instead and I don't remember the amount of money that they offered her, but I believe she only got a few dollars in the state dinner instead of the forty-three million that she won on the machine. So I was just wondering, what would you do in that situation? You hit the, you hit the machine. That shit say so you got forty-three mil, and then they come and tap you on the shoulder, a bit, dog. The machine actually,
0: bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's actually crazy though. No, that's crazy. That's actually crazy. <laughs> so that shit really happened. Yes. Oh wow! And they gave her a steak dinner after she won forty three.
1: Yeah, for for the inconvenience of making her think she <laughs> won the money.
0: What was the excuse though? What was the excuse though?
1: Uh, it ain't even get that deep. It was just something I saw on social media. I I ain't even getting no like. Full you
0: stuff. gotta give me a, an excuse, bro. If you give me a steak dinner instead of forty three mil, like I gotta hear this. I I gotta hear the excuse too, like. It's the way you can say, nah, the machine fucked up. Nah, boy, you just don't want to give me my dog. That's nuts. That's nuts. Though. What would you do if the casino takes your money back? Honestly, she never had the money to begin with. That was the funny thing. And they just like, damn, that shit crazy.
1: So here's the story right here. This is on Unilad.com. I'll try and read through it as quick as I can. So Katrina Bookman was playing the slots at the Resorts World Casino in Jamaica, Queens, New York. When she secured what would have been the largest slot machine jackpot in U.S. history at 42.9 million, uh, she took a selfie with the machine to mark the moment. And later, she and later said her whole body went numb when she saw the numbers. Uh, Bookman was told to come back the next day to discuss her winnings, but when she asked him what she'd be walking away with, he responded, "You didn't win anything." The new york state gaming commission said bookman's machine had malfunctioned and that she actually only won two dollars 25.
0: they capping
1: bro they capping it, bro it's
0: no way they talk about why why did it malfunction before it just malfunctioned when i won some shit. that's crazy
1: the the machine had a disclaimer stating malfunctions void all pays and plays and and as a result The commission said that they were required by law to give Bookman only what she actually won. I would have sworn on some damn body. Somebody gotta get swung on, bro. That's crazy, bro. Like legit legit
0: correct? Like I can't even believe that shit. Damn. Yeah, that's a bold faced lie, bro. It's no way that shit's on my malfunction. They just didn't want to give up that that girl her money, bro. Cause she would've got what? If she won forty three, they taking fifty to sixty percent of
1: your I was about to say, they're going to take a good third of that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So she would have still walked away with about 18 mil, 18, 19 mil, bro. She would have walked away with <laughs> 19, 19.
1: That's crazy. The article funny as fuck, bro. So tell me, you know them questions like, would you rather have dinner with Jay-Z or $100,000? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They said, would you rather have 43 mil or a steak dinner?
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm
1: blowing away, bro. I'm blowing away. That's but funny. Because I really do not know what I would do. I'm swinging on somebody. Somebody gets swung on, I don't give a damn. Girl, like
0: you got to <laughs> fight that, lady. i got to go to Supreme Court or something. Because something ain't like right for that, bro. Y'all <laughs> niggas scamming me. And this is a whole big story, too. So I know niggas is hearing about it. Like, I've never, I've never heard about a malfunction machine before. I've never even heard.
1: of I've this. heard of malfunctioning machines. I've just never heard of a malfunctioning machine as somebody actually won or won this type of money. You know what I'm saying? So that's funny as hell.
0: I, I, I would be such, I would be shocked so much that I don't even know what I would do.
1: Bro. You got I, I would, fuming, I would be, I would be fuming, bro. I would. This be. is the picture of her winning the damn shit. Taking a
0: picture. <laughs>
1: That's so crazy. You know how I heard I be bro. Oh my God. I would Malfunction.
0: Be... That was after she won or that was during the at when she won.
1: Uh it doesn't say when it said it malfunctioned. So I I'm guessing when she went back the next day, they noticed that it malfunctioned. Because she didn't notice that there was a malfunction at that moment when she took the picture. Cause it says when she went back to discuss her winnings the next day they told her you didn't win anything. So at that moment, it probably real deal said you won 42 or 43 mil and she probably kept that shit on the low. She didn't want everybody walking around seeing she won that. So she was probably like, okay, I won this amount of money. Let me take picture for proof and I'm gonna come back the next day probably when it ain't that busy and I'm gonna collect my winnings. And then she got the the truth. So,
0: But that's already suspicious anyway because you usually don't have to come back the next day. Usually they give that shit. Or give you a check or something. Well, I some about type they, of notice. Then they, they, they ain't got
1: forty. They got forty.
0: yeah that's what I'm saying. They give <laughs> some type of notice and some type of verification of proof, so you can come back and hey, this is what yeah. I won yesterday. Like obviously they're not gonna give you a check for forty three at the month.
1: month oh, you month. get your ticket though. They have.
0: But you get your ticket. That's what I'm saying. Like so, you know you got proof. Like hey, nigga, I won this amount. I come back. I should be able to get this. So
1: yeah, bro. they like yeah, because. Because when we won our 600 and so on, oh, we had that ticket.
0: Don't worry about it. That's <laughs> what I'm <laughs> saying, like, You definitely <laughs> got proof for that, bro. So, yeah, they slapped that lady here, hand, bro. I'm not going for that malfunction shit at all. Because if she would have won $2, they wouldn't have said it with a malfunction. If she would have won $2, them niggas would have just gave all money and went the fuck on. Now she won 43 Them niggas probably was fucking with the machine after after hours. Yeah, we're going to make sure this shit malfunction tomorrow. Yeah, I all them niggas be in, bro. Them niggas janky like that.
1: They ain't want to be got to get Somebody, yeah. it, they ass what?
0: Because, like you said, that's the biggest. That's the biggest winning in, what'd you
1: say, US, history? in H- US history. Bro, come
0: on, bro. They didn't want to give up that cheese, though.
1: They didn't want to be no black woman that won it. They, yeah. they didn't want to be no black because that was
0: when you when you play something like blackjack or something like that, when you win a certain amount of money, or when you play uh yeah not the slot machine but uh what's the one the the spinny shit with the ball? Oh, roulette, roulette. When you play roulette, when you play blackjack games like that, when you win too much. They start to look over your shoulder. They start to think like, "Shit is suspicious. Like, oh, he must be cheating. He must be doing something like this." Well, so they never fully believe that you're doing what you're doing. They always get suspicious of it. So if you went 43 on a the slot, it's no way you could take that away from you. Because I yeah. won on a slot machine. This shit is all chance. There's no way you could take this away. Like obviously the machine is saying I won.
1: Now the only shit they can really watch you with is card games. They can't mm-hmm. watch you with roulette. Roulette is straight chance. It's the machine. Dropping that's true, the cause they're dropping the ball. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to say that's Rare black. Cheating. Yeah, mm-hmm. so with roulette, they can't sit there and say, "Hey, he went in too much," because it's like, "Hey, he just, he just hot right now. He on the hot mm-hmm. seat right now." But with blackjack, with uh with um, uh, what's called um, Texas Hold'em, like poker, like all this other shit. Yeah, now those card games, you gotta watch people because mm-hmm. you're you're supposed to purposely not keep track. Of I've, what's seen the movies. The yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, I've seen movies. <laughs> so yeah with card games yeah you definitely get watched if you win in too much like if you got a hundred thousand dollars sitting in front of you oh yeah big dog coming standing by you at the table Hell yeah yeah, you ain't counting that's why it broke this is why they never put spades in the casino bro it'll be too many rich black people walking around bro i promise to god that is why spades will never be put in a casino bro because black black we're either going to jail or we're going to be millionaires those are the only two outcomes <laughs> you're going in that situation you either yeah. escort us, you're either going to escort us out of the own building and we're never going to be allowed to come back or we're going to end up millionaires. That's why they can't put space in the casino, bro. And it's That's crazy because it, right, and all right. the movies I've seen with like the,
0: the black Jack and how you cheat at black Jack and all that type shit, you have to work in a team because like yeah. two people come to a table at the same time. Somebody gives you a signal that this table is hot and this is when somebody steps in and ends up, okay, let me play at this table. You act like complete strangers from each other. Yep. You don't want to draw any suspicion so it's like, yeah, you drop a random conversation, but you the table is hot. When the table get cold, you get a, another signal to get away from the table. This table cold, will move on to another table. So that's usually how it works. It's like you always work in a team in those type of games. But like I said, in her situation, that shit does not matter because this, <laughs> this was a straight chance. This was a straight chance. So it's like, yeah, y'all take it, y'all y'all rip that girl off for a steak dinner. That's no way. You gotta still give me some type of money to bounce that off or something,
1: bro. I can't I need that. at least. Damn. I need at least two hundred thousand or something just for my troubles. I need something.
0: That's the problem, cause you probably—what if she was like going crazy the night before, like I'm gonna buy everything in this bitch? Cause I just won. She probably going reckless with the spending. What if she was doing that? Cause she thinking forty-three million on the way. Then she come the next day to be told this shit. She probably she could be in debt. Cause she going probably went crazy the night before buying up
1: shit. Because I really would have slapped the fuck out of them once they tried to give me that $2.25. I said, I swear to God, that would have been the shit that would have threw me over the edge. Not the steak dinner. The steak dinner would have been like, oh, okay. But you'd be like, oh, wait, no, you did win something. What I got? What I got? (laughs) $2.25. You have to get swung on in that situation, bro. You have to. That's so crazy, bro. That is so crazy. I cannot believe
0: that. I still cannot believe that. Wow. I don't even know what to say to that lady. I'm not doing it She's still (laughs) hurting right now. I know she is. But moving on to uh, entertainment and current events, we got the flights grounded across the country.
1: Yes. My bad. Hold on, real quick. Let me go back to the story. Refreshed. Damn, damn, damn. I I actually wanted to talk to you about this because I feel like this is why you probably got home late. So, uh,. This was two days ago, so according to NBC, more than 2,500 flights that were scheduled to depart and arrive in the U.S. uh, were delayed. The FAA said that it ordered all airlines to pause their domestic departures until at least 9 a.m. The FAA said uh, operations across the national airspace system are affected. They also added they ordered the pause on departures to allow the agency to validate the integrity of flight and safety information. They did not feel it was a cyber attack, but it was a, a sign of caution that they needed to have just in case there was some type of um, mass alert.
0: Yeah. And it's so funny because, yeah, my flight was delayed. I was My flight yesterday, I was in St. Louis yesterday, and I was supposed to be flying from St. Louis to Tampa or St. Louis to Atlanta at like 928. But I ended up getting an update on my phone that said, like, yeah, you're delaying an hour and 30. So my flight wasn't until like 10.58. I didn't know why. I thought it was just like a regular delay, like something happened, like the flight didn't come through, the crew wasn't there. That's usually the excuses that you get. But I was just like, I just thought it was a regular reason. I didn't realize until I got home yesterday, my mom told me like, yeah, all of the airlines shut down. Like, well, a certain period of time, everybody got delayed. And I was like, damn, that's crazy because I got to Atlanta at 12.30 yesterday and my flight was supposed to be at like one something but it got pushed back to like 340. So it was like, I seen the delays happen and didn't think too much about it until my mom actually told me about it. Yeah, like the computer outages, it was some type of glitch, something like that. So I still don't know any more detail other than that. Like I said, it felt like yeah. it was just a glitch in the system. Nobody knows the reasoning for real. But yeah, I did see like the delays and all that type of shit. But nothing really changed when you talk about like a check-ins or anything like that. Everything like that was still the same. It was just everything was delayed yesterday.
1: Somebody said, (laughs) somebody said, just unplug the router. (laughs) Yeah, bro. That
0: shit was crazy. (laughs) Somebody said,
1: just get a safety pin and push the red restart button on the back. I was like, come on, bro. (laughs) That shit crazy.
0: But like I said, I thought it was some shit that was just for St. Louis. Like, it was some just St. Louis shit. I didn't know it was something that was completely worldwide, all airlines were going through. That was something that you never hear about. Like this was like
1: some weird shit. I don't know what and that's why this happened. That's why so many people were worried about it because it was like, what the fuck do y'all mean? A computer outage and all the airplanes gotta stop. Like, that's some scary ass shit. Like, and that's why some people were saying they're not buying the whole, oh, we don't think it was a cyber attack. Like, no, like we live in a day and age, bro, where that shit is very possible at this point. Oh, for sure. So just imagine just imagine like being in the mall or some shit and everybody's phone just cut off. Like not internet go out. I'm talking about literally your phone shuts off and everybody around you phone shut off and then all the phones cut back on, And then they say, Oh, well the cell towers just blah, blah, blah. You're going to be like, no, what the fuck? What do you mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> everybody in this mall phone just shut off. So I feel like it's the same level of, of scared. Um, it's the same scared feeling that you got to have with these airplanes. Like, you mean to tell me every airplane across the country for at least two hours just was not able to fly? That's some wild shit, bro.
0: Yeah. And they were losing people's information, too, because they had to rearrange seatings and all that type yeah. of stuff. So you had to walk up to it and say, like, hey, this is my original seat. Like, why was my seat changed? Like, it's always a lot of those conversations. Like I said, I still didn't realize because my seat stayed the same as the one I picked, but everybody else's seat, like, changed around they was like this isn't the seat I paid for. I paid for Comfort Plus and I got this da da da. It's like so they was like everybody was just like up at the front desk like trying to get their shit changed and stuff like that. So yeah, that computer outage did mess with some stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. It definitely did. And uh moving on, this is this is an interesting story though. So Japanese scientists have created a hydro hydrogel that converts cancer cells back to cancer stem cells in 24 hours. I'm going to show you the video this could lead to multiple treatments that could remove cancer permanently so i think this is a video that came out by deadline or something like that let me go to the video real quick this came out by damn what was this this is a japanese cup and bottle and it came out with the video and that the scientists created this hydrogel that reverts cancer cells back to the cancer stem cells. As you can see, it looks like a regular gel that you could put on your skin. A team of researchers in the, Japan ended up developing it. But we've heard this type of thing before, like hearing that cancer could potentially be cured by like, I've heard sometimes that like by a wasp spike or like having like wasp venom can cure cancer stem cells and stuff like that. So we've heard about potential cures in the past. This is just one that Japan uh, has been researching for uh, the past few months, and it's something that they've gained traction with. But my question is, yes, this could lead to multiple treatments moving forward, but it's only in Japan for now. Will this treatment make it to the U.S.? And will the treatment allow, or will the U.S. allow this treatment to make itself to the U.S.? Because I feel like it's two different questions. Go ahead.
1: Uh... I say, yes, it'll get to the U S and our scientists and our biological departments and whatnot, they'll shit even probably our area 51 people, everybody who has the opportunity to be involved with this type of, um, different, um, this different type of, uh, science. I believe it'll make it over here, but I don't believe they'll give us any access to it. Shit. It'd be people saying the U.S. got curious to shit now that they're just not giving out. Exactly. We we talk all the time about how the government like has so much shit that they could tell us or could do, but they just don't. And I think this is one of those things. Like now in Japan, I don't know what they're going to do over in Japan. They may give it out to the public and they may not. But the U.S., I highly doubt they will do that because the U.S. runs on the business of every type of economic situation. We treat crime like a business. We treat medicine like a business. We treat all these things as business. If you start curing cancer, a lot of cancer rehabilitation centers, yes, sir, going in the mud. And does the government really want that to happen? No, they want to be able to still keep these jobs for these people and keep these type of economic um factors in play. So I think, yes, it'll make its way over here to the US, But I say no to us ever seeing it or us ever having a chance to participate. Is in it, the going, to yeah. it going to be affordable? Yeah. and It ain't going to be affordable if they give it to us. No.
0: That's what I'm, that's my point. Is it going to be affordable for us? Because something that I've always had a question about is Magic Johnson, for example. Well, how is Magic Johnson still alive after 30 years having HIV? I understand that AIDS is obviously the terminal illness. If you have AIDS, you end up passing away. But the fact Of In the 80s when he got it, so many people ended up having HIV and it transitioned to AIDS and ended up dying. But if you're in a certain uh, tax bracket like Magic Johnson was at that time, you can pay for certain treatments that aren't available to everybody else. And that's why we see Magic Johnson alive 30, 40 years later still having HIV and it hasn't transitioned into AIDS. This is going to be that same type of treatment that only the rich can have availability to. They're not going to give this to everybody. That's why I asked, will the U.S. allow it to make itself over here? Will the U.S. allow this type of treatment to come over here? Because they are trying to make money off of cancer, bro. it has been the game from the beginning. All medicine they are trying to make money off of. So if you're telling me we're going to have to kill all of these treatments and this is going to be the, the cure for it, the U.S. doesn't want that, bro. Even though it's going to cure and save so many lives, the U.S. doesn't care. The U.S. does not care about that. They just want to continue to make more money.
1: And um, this goes into the whole conspiracy theory of population control. They probably don't want to cure more people because that means more people are staying alive, which we already have a lot of people being born. And the life expectancy is growing over the last 15, 20 years for men and women in the U.S. So the life expectancy is getting a little bit longer. We're having more births. So the last thing they want to do is stop people from dying too. And we I know we're getting a little conspiracy crazy with that, but hey shit. It it's true what it is. Not so sh- I I agree the the rich people have it or wealthy or whoever can afford it or whoever has that type of upper level access, but the common people like us will probably never see that.
0: That's correct. But I, one thing I do wonder is if Since we hear about research like this, you always hear about people going to Mexico for certain treatments because they have something that we're not using in the U.S. So you go to Mexico, maybe for
1: or even Africa
0: or Africa. Yeah. Western civilization. Some people use those type of methods or you go to Europe for certain methods like for knee. I remember Kobe went to Germany for like knee surgery because they had something that we didn't have over here. Like what if people who had cancer, they had no way out? and they had no type of way or treatment that was uh, able to cure them, they end up just going to Japan Japan to get it. I wonder if it will be available for us over there. Like, will it be affordable for us over there in terms of Japanese? Mm. We transition uh, American currency to uh, Japanese or to Chinese. I wonder if it will be uh, available to get it, or will it be affordable for us over there?
1: Well, you would have to hope that our currency is worth more than theirs. I don't know the answer to that right now, because... Shit, you can go to Japan right now and then, like, $1 here is probably $3 there.
0: Exactly. Because would it still be, is the Japanese community as, or Japanese government as money hungry as the U.S. in terms of, like, business, business, business? Or are the Japanese going to make this available to everybody? Like, we're going to make this affordable. Whoever has cancer, we're trying to cure you. That type of thing. Like, it's something that we just have to see play out, obviously but that's something that's interesting bro. I wonder if they over there in Japan are going to make this an affordable thing because this is a big deal bro. If this could uh if this could lead to multiple treatments that could remove cancer permanently like bro that's still the number one the number one uh way of death. The number way of... Uh, what what the word I want to say. Number one uh damn, number one loss of death. I don't know. I'm losing the word. But that's like still the number one factor. Uh, cancer is still the biggest factor biggest Way to die,
1: and and plus when it come to black people outside of Magic Johnson, obviously, um, when it come to black people, bro, the government is known for giving us shit, let alone trying to heal us some shit. The government is known for giving us shit and doing experiments on us and documenting the experiments. So, do I have trust that they're gonna say, "Oh, here you go, here's the cure to you know some shit that we responsible for really giving y'all in y'all community for the most part"? My I wind,
0: my wind still has not been right s- since I got that vaccine. I ain't even a vaccine conspiracist and I only got one shot. But my nigga, my wind ain't been the same since. Well, I'm breathing heavy as hell coming up the stairs. That shit ain't used to be like that before I got the vaccine. That shit crazy, bro. I don't know. It's some shit that, like, it took a couple of weeks and then it's like you started to feel the effects. Like, my coworker at work, he's not a conspiracy uh, theorist either, but. He got the vaccine, got his two shots. He was somebody who had asthma as a kid, and he transitioned and he didn't have ha- asthma for, like, the last 20 years. He got the vaccine, now he has asthma. Again. It's like, damn, it's crazy. As soon as you get that, you revert back and you lose weight. and something that you have to regain again. You know what I'm saying? You have to overcome something. So going back to your point of, like, the government gives you something, it's like, damn, they could be trying to fuck with you like that. You know what I'm saying? Not just black people either, but, like, entire society community of people I don't know I'm not even a, a theorist like a, a conspiracy theorist yeah it's just something that I've noticed though and alright moving on to movie and show news we did have the Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania trailer that shit was lit it came out during the national championship I of play it right
1: mhm I low-key don't wanna see any more than this. I'ma be mad as fuck if they drop a whole nother trailer. It's thriller.
0: the same way. It feels the same way it felt when uh, Spider-Man dropped. Remember when, I, when Spider-Man dropped, I was like, bro, they had you dropped a little too much. But the same thing with Spider-Man, it felt like they only dropped the, the trailer for the beginning. They really didn't show yeah, us yeah. Like at the end, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a, so, okay, this is doing the same thing. We ain't gonna get no more though, cause it's already
1: game. That shit come out. Yeah. Here. Oh, yeah, that shit is gonna be fire.
0: Oh, that shit finna be so crazy. <laughs> that shit made it be so crazy, man. Man, I want y'all to know right now, I'm going for Kane. I hope Kane tells all that damn family apart, my nigga.
1: No, I, I do, do too, know. bro. I uh,
0: it was a tweet somebody had posted. They said black people finna be that been rude for Kane. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> Yeah, my nigga. Yeah, I'm definitely going for my nigga the show there. But how do you feel about the trailer though?
1: The trailer was crazy. They had Modoc in there. Finally, we got the first view of him. That shit crazy. I'm I'm really anxious to see who else we're gonna see now because we're getting deeper and deeper into the expansion of the multiverse with how Kane, print timelines and whatnot. I'm wondering if we're gonna see another variant of Kang in this. Because I, I believe this one is different than the one we saw in Loki, correct? Okay, I, I couldn't tell if this was the same variant or if this is a different one. So I'm wondering if we'll see the other Kang variant and that could be like a hint towards Loki on season two or something like that. So I'm I'm excited, bro. Like you said, this gives vibes of Spider-Man No Way Home with how little they gave us. And the yeah. myth that they did give us, it felt like it, it's only a small piece of something so big. And we criticized Black Panther for giving us way too damn much. Like, if Black Panther didn't give us as much as they gave us to begin with, we probably still would have criticized the movie, but we wouldn't have felt so disappointed. But with this, bro, I feel like this is just enough. You're yeah. us just enough. And you're not even really fully explaining the story in the in the own um, trailer. And I love that I love how we're still somewhat clueless on what's gonna happen. This might be
0: one of the best trailers of all time, bro. I've never been so excited at the I watched this trailer like five, six different times, bro. I watched this more than I did the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, bro. This might be up there for best trailer. When he stumped on Ant-Man's helmet, like it showed you what type of time he's on. What have I been saying this whole time? I'm so tired of these heroes or anti-heroes. Like, bro, not stepping over that edge of like, man, just kill niggas, bro. Fuck this shit. We're in a multiversal saga. We gotta start saying niggas die. Ant Man. I don't know if Ant Man finna get out alive. I don't know if Hope finna get out alive. It's like I'm, I'm up in the air. I don't know who. Finna Somebody get
1: out gotta die. They can't you know, all walk away alive. Oh, Somebody they're
0: not. Die. They're not. At least, at least two of that family gotta die. Whether yeah, it's it was... Ant Man, whether it's uh Hank Pym, two of them niggas gotta die. I don't think it's gonna be Cassie. In a, a recent theory, I heard her said Cassie was going to die. I don't know. I, I'm kind of on the fence with it because she's like a young avenger. I don't know if that would kill her. Yeah. But that would be fine, though, if Ant-Man would have to move on with his daughter dead.
1: I I wouldn't be surprised if Hope died. I Hope surprised.
0: would die because I'm kind of like, yes, yeah, whatever with Hope. But you have to have somebody significant die. We need a big because what would be better for Kang's like entrance into the MCU fully? Than having him kill a main character of the. Avengers, bro, To really make us or uh, really let us know, like, oh, he for real. Like he ready to come back and kill shit, but take over a cop.
1: We need some type of. We need some type of boost to get us ready for the Avengers. Kang dynasty movie, bro. We can't get all the way to the king dynasty movie and nobody is really dying. Nobody's really took no ill or whatever. It's like, no, because we're getting Secret Wars after the Kang Dynasty movie and Secret Wars. I'm sure is going to be something totally different than what they're going to do with the Kang movie. So we got to have some type of heartbreak like with Infinity War, Infinity War crushed so many people, bro, that we were begging for the next year. 28, we were still in the middle of 2018 and we like, bro, we got to hurry up and get to 2019 because we have to see what they're going to do to get back at Thanos. And I think this can be that movie where Kane completely fuck shit up for the protagonist moving forward. That we're like, bro, what are they gonna do with Kane? If I don't walk away from the movie asking, what are they gonna do, I'm gonna be mad, bro. No, bad. that's
0: why I said niggas definitely gonna die because it was one, it was one sentence that he said, and they're like, I don't have to win, like we, we both, both just, just have to, have to, to lose. lose. It's like that. That felt like one of those, yeah, you better take an L, you better die type of line. But that's what makes me feel like he's not going to die. Because it's something about Marvel. I think Marvel wants you to go into a movie thinking one way. Like, oh, whenever we're think- going to go into this movie thinking that Scott is going to die. When it's like, they're to kill Hagar. They're going to kill Hope or one of those two. They're not going to kill him because everybody's thinking that they're going to kill him. So they're not going to kill him. It's the same way I feel about Rocket in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, where everybody said, oh, since the trailer came out, yeah, Rocket's definitely going to die that feels too simple. It feels too easy where it says, like, he's going to die. Like, it's going to be somebody else or a couple of different people in Guardians of the Galaxy that dies, but not Rocket. Though. And I think they're doing the same thing in this movie as well. So I think Hope and Hank probably die. Maybe. I'm kind of on the fence with Cassie because
1: it's like... Ah. I, I don't think it'll be Cassie, like you said, from the Young Avengers. Yeah. But Hope, I could definitely see Hope dying. I could see Hank Pym dying because it's like, he's been around long enough now to where if he died, it would be a big hit, but it would feel like it's time for a character like him to be exited out of the MCU at this point. So those are two people I could definitely see dying. I could see Scott dying, but I could also see him living at the end, but just living with the fact that, damn, I've lost people on this journey.
0: Bro, because think about it, bro. Who is going to be the person to tell the rest of the Avengers, what the hell is going on? Like uh, we need, we need a messenger. Who else is going to be the messenger besides Scott Lang? Like Cassie don't know, uh, Bruce Banner and uh, Captain Marvel and all them people. Scott is the connecting dot between them, the Avengers, and this whole family right now. Somebody has to be the messenger. I think Scott, because
1: I'm, w- I'm ready to see how Spider Man gonna fit in all this, bro. Cause with this, um. With this across the Spider-Verse 2, and I think we're going to get like a, a third one too after the second one comes out. Is there a chance we could see a Kang variant in the Miles Morales Spider-Verse that transitions into the real life with Peter Burr? Per- I don't know. I think that's too much,
0: bro. Because what I'm hearing about into the Spider-Verse, whoever's going to be the antagonist in that movie, that spot character, that white and black character, I'm hearing that he's going to be fired. He's going to be the antagonist for both movies.
1: Well, so gonna Kang just in black and white?
0: I was <laughs> no, i'm hearing that i'm hearing that miles morales is gonna come into the mcu and secret wars because secret wars was mm-hmm. supposed to be like some big time showdown everybody gonna be there
1: so miles morales is gonna turn into live action. he's gonna bro. turn into live action i told i told y'all that from last year bro when we found out that the next um miles morales spider-man movie was coming out i'm like bro they're gonna find a way especially with um with how they had uh danny not danny Glover um What's Childish his Gambino. name? Yeah. Yeah, Childish Gambino. I always forget his real name. Dan but Don- how they had, yeah, Donald Glover, how they had him in the, uh, the second Spider-Man movie and he mentioned his cousin or something, Miles. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, they're, they're going to add him in the movie, bro. They're going to add him. He In one of these Spider-Verse movies, they're going to go from this cartoon shit and the movie, one of these movies are going to end where he ends up in real life and the movie's just going to end on some shit like that. I promise you that's how it's going to happen.
0: Nah, for sure. It definitely is. That's probably gonna be the end of the second one. Because I'm pretty sure these are this is like a two part movie with, It's a it's two-parter. two parter. It's a two parter. So after the two parter, we can see him bleed into the live action and see him coming to the MCU with uh
1: Secret Wars. But just imagine how fire that shit gonna be, bro. For the first time, we're gonna get a live action black Spider Man. That shit might go harder than on Black Panther, bro. I'm oh, not sure. It lie will. To you. It will. It will. Because you gotta think about it.
0: I don't know. Over the original Black Panther? Over
1: Chadwick? I don't know. I don't know better than Chadwick. No, because you got to think about it, bro. A lot of people, unless you a comic book fan, unless you a Marvel fan, you ain't no Black Panther until Black Panther came out. With Spider-Man, everybody knew Spider-Man, bro. You didn't have to be a Marvel fan to look at the TV. That's Spider-Man. That's what i blah like you didn't even need to see the movies that were out. Spider Man has been engraved in children's heads from the moment. But they know him as a white man, though. But that's what I'm saying. That's why we're gonna we're gonna go in droves to see Black Spider Man, bro. I promise you, it's gonna hit way different because we already love Spider Man anyway, even though he's white. You mean to tell me he's black with a black and red suit, bro? Black families are gonna go like crazy to go see Spider Man, bro. I'm telling y'all right now. That's gonna go way harder. And RIP to chat with Boseman. Black Panther, you that is getting the impact, bro. That first that first it, Black Panther was crazy, bro. It that was. That first Black Panther was, but crazy. I'm telling you, bro. The Miles Morales live action Spider Man, I'm telling you, that shit gonna do numbers.
0: Because the fact that we didn't even know who Black Panther was and niggas still went in droves to see Black Panthers tells you And I think the fact that we know Spider Man as a white man. It's kind of going to throw a little couple of people off. Because it's like, did they just make him black? There's going to be so many other questions other than being a black Spider-Man. I think with Black Panther, him being black off the rip was something that a lot of people attached themselves to. That I think true. that's why the first one. That is true. I, that's why I think the the first Black Panther was. I don't think any other movie will touch that type of moment in the black community. That shit was special.
1: That's I, ain't, I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. Man,
0: what you got for song of the week?
1: Uh, so, for Pastor the Ox, I have... What song do I have? Uh, damn, what's that song by my guy? Harry Styles, As It Was, bro. That's that's damn near my favorite song right now, bro. That shit is a vibe. Harry Styles? Bro, because think of it. You remember the song, Somebody That I Used to Know? Yeah. It gives that type of vibe, bro. Like, when you hear this song... You just feel like you back in your teenage years when life was just so much simpler, bro. I promise to God, listen to As It Was by Harry Styles. You're going to be like, damn, I missed 2015. That's all you're going to think when you hear the damn song. So that's my song of the week, bro, for sure. I got uh, First Testament by Sauce
0: Walker. man. He was somebody who I haven't listened to since like high school. I'm pretty sure he just got out of jail not too long ago. So, but he dropped this album. This album is actually fire. Sauce Ghetto Gospel Three is fine. So, I would definitely check out that album. But the, my favorite song so far is definitely the First Testament. So, definitely shout out to bro. And moving on to movie and show reviews. What we got coming up?
1: Uh, so what do we have? Uh, we gotta do Glass Onion. Uh, Last Chance You. Uh, Quincy just told me about the the Banshees of Instagram We gotta do that. Snowfall Season Six. Is around the corner. And if y'all ain't seen that trailer, this shit finna go crazy. I ain't gonna lie to y'all, bro. This shit, Franklin, on he on full beast mode right now, bro. He got the gun pointed at Jerome. He grabbing people by the neck, slicing them, putting their face on the stove. Franklin coming back for everything, bro, and I ain't mad at it. <laughs>
0: and also, uh, Kaleidoscope, that's the most popular show on Netflix right now. That's the show that you can watch in any order. But, uh, yeah, you can watch it in any order, but it's about like a bank heist. So uh, I haven't started watching it yet, but it look like a dog show. So I think we should review that one as well. But uh, yeah, that's everything that we got for this week, man. We appreciate you guys for listening and
1: watching. And we out. Peace. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the Q&A podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And feel free to listen to us anytime on all podcast platforms including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Submit all questions and inquiries to QEpodcast at gmail.com.